Welcome everyone to the Quarters 2022. The Quarters is a celebration. It is a culmination of the films of this year. Huh? And nominations and award orations will oh. follow and Quarters will be earned. Yes. Welcome everyone to Quarters. This is our award show for every movie we saw in 2022. Mm. It comprises films uh, and awards and nominations and, and and such of the like. Yes. From from the Oscars mostly uh, are our uh, specific categories overarching. Yes. Um, f from things such as costume design to editing to screenplays and acting. Allah, all alike. Yes. Winners will be awarded, and some some funny, uh, maybe not so much awards, will be awarded as well. Ah, yes. To people who Suck. failed. <laughs> people who failed. Yeah. To create the art they dreamed about. That's right. Um, I am one of your hosts, Joshua. And I am Jordan. Yes, the other host, Jordan. Yes, here I we am. We are the Quarter Twins. <clears throat> We represent 25% of one person. I dropped it. Sort of, mathematically speaking. And these are our awards. Yes. Yes, welcome everybody. Uh, welcome back from the commercial break. Um, yes, we are your hosts, the Quarter Twins, and we are here to award things to people. Um, that's the truth. As many of you know, uh, we have many categories, um, and you, the listener, you, the viewer, have had the opportunity uh, this past week to vote um, for all of our nominations. We have a certain number of categories, which I did not count ahead of time. Mm. I don't know how many categories there are, um, but uh, we have a bunch, and there's four nominations, perhaps even five. Fifteen, for by 15. my count. 15 plus, categories, plus four nominations ones. each, um, and uh, you all voted. Um, I have an opinion. Joshua has an opinion. And so we, uh, there will be many awards given. Um, here's how this is going to work. We're going to go through each category. Mm -hmm. We're going to kind of explain what the category is, means, and, and believes, and... We are going to discuss each of the nominations from a personal standpoint, our relationship with the film, actor or actress, um, or editor in some cases, or screenwriter. We um, don't uh, actually have the names of the editors. That's okay. Yeah, uh, but I know them all personally because I am a oh, part yes. of the... Uh, we, we are... We're part in, of the industry. In the industry, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and here's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm gonna. We're going to reveal the... The total number, well, not the total number, uh, but who won the award according to you, the audience, and who won the the award according to me, and who won the award according to Joshua, and in in which case, if Joshua and I disagree, we're going to flip our quarters mm -hmm. to decide the final winner, um, because that's on theme, as you yes. would say. Um, so should we just jump into it? I mean, just get comfy. Just get comfy. Mm. Reminisce with us over this, your, this past year. Get your year. popcorn. Get your popcorn. Get your a bev, a, a nice bevy. Um, 
I was gonna make. I didn't have time, but I was gonna make a little cocktail so I could be sipping something oh. fancy for this occasion. I have a, <clears throat> the least fancy <laughs> cup of all time. Dickie's barbecue pit. Come on Let's go. down. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Out of your stomach. Yeah, it was really like. bothering me. It, it, it was earlier when you were uh, introing and you were like, I'm Joshua. And, <laughs> and you pointed at me and I, I really had You're to like, burp, but I made it through. <laughs> but it was sitting there waiting to get out. Um, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> okay, now we're loose. What's our first category? Golly. Uh, our first category is best costume design. Best uh, costume most design. most of these films had but one costume designer or a team of costume designers. Um, as a little anecdote, a costume designer is responsible for creating, assembling, designing, curating, and or purchasing costumes for a film. These films had especially beautiful costumes and are being recognized as such. The nominees for Best Costume Design are Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Glass Onion, The Batman, and Black Adam, parentheses joke. (laughs) Everybody laughs. The whole theater is cracking up. Yes. Except for Dwayne. I'm going to look at these. The results in costume design. Um, at zero percent, we have Black Adam. Ooh, uh, audience erupts. Uh, at fourteen percent, we have the Batman. At twenty-nine percent, we have Glass Onion, and at fifty-seven percent, we have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um. So, so who, who, so who won the audience vote? Let me just, <laughs> I have an envelope here <laughs> that I've been handed from offstage. Oh. What's uh, it going to be? Pause for dramatic effect. Yes. Even though I already said it. Yep. The winner is <gasps> Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Maybe do the percentages after next time. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that through. <laughs> we were also going to talk about all of the films. Um, oh, we can talk about them now. I saw all four of these. <laughs> I also saw all four of these. You know, I, unironically, Black Adam, um, Black Adam, not mm-hmm. Black Panther, Black Adam actually had some nice costumes. I really liked Dr. Fate's costume. I thought Hawkman's yep. costume was pretty awesome. Um, that being said, it's a bad movie. Um, so, <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> just put that aside. Uh, the Batman had some great costumes, um, particularly. Um, the, the penguin played by uh, Colin Farrell. Everything yes, that well goes the makeup that goes well. along with his, you know, makeup, and he's unrecognizable, which is fantastic. Um, uh, do you have any thoughts on the Batman costume? You said that the Riddler was. I think the Riddler is very good. It's dope. not. It's not very. Um, it's very realistic. I would say it's like yeah. stuff he found on these army surplus stores. Mm-hmm. It looks very put together by a psychopath. Yes. Um, he like wraps his head. Yeah. Which is pretty whack. Um, uh, freaking Jim Gordon is just wearing like what I'm wearing right now all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always yeah, looking good. good. Jeffrey Wright is screaming at things. Put your goddamn hands up. Put your goddamn 
diamonds in the air. He's so good. Open um, your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you showing me? Come on. That's so good. It's no hablo espanol, fellas. Fellas. Um, I, I really love the costumes in Glass Onion. I think Daniel Craig's little swimsuit outfit, as we talked mm. about last week, um, is just adorable, and all the costumes are just so fun. Yes. Um, Shout out Jenny Egan. That's a, that's the one costume designer I know. Oh yeah, Jenny Egan. Um, yes. I love uh, that. No matter what Dave Batista is wearing, he's just he's just a truck of a man, and he looks yeah. ridiculous all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you have any standout costumes from Glass Onion? Uh, well, I was gonna say um, his like gun holster speedo that Dave yeah. Batista had <laughs> was a great was a great one. Yes, incredible. Um, I really liked um, everything that Leslie Odom Jr. wore. Mm, it was very yeah. fashionable. Very I liked stylish. his beanie that had a snapback on the back of it. Yep, that was dope. He's a cool guy. Uh, Catherine Hahn wore beige the whole time yeah (laughs) everyone else is like very (laughs) fancy formal stuff and she's just wearing beige she's very beige i thought was funny um and yeah black panther wakanda forever some very strong costumes um most notable probably well yeah uh most notable queen ramonda and all of her fancy headdresses and things 3d printed yeah, headdresses yeah. and stuff, and all of the like Dora Milaje and um, who uh, Winston Duke. Everyone's character's Wakanda. name Mbaku. Yeah, everybody. Mbaku. All of the tribes have very specific styles, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what, d- reveal your reveal your winner, Joshua. Yes, How's my that? my winner of the award. I also have an envelope. <laughs> Is a cooler envelope. Joshua's winner for best costume design is Black Panther. Wow. Wakanda Forever. I think that's that's a great choice. I am uh, I'm you. gonna <laughs> read my envelope. The the, oh the winner is Glass Onion for Jordan's. Wow. I just love I just love costumes in Glass Onion. I can't really give you any more reasons other than I love them, and I want that swimsuit Daniel Craig has. It's so I'm cool. I'm sure you could buy it. Especially made by this costume designer. I'm oh, sure no. it's like a, a million bucks. A million? One million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Um, what's Daniel our next Craig category? Uh, we got to flip a coin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Come on, dude. I, I what's going on here? Uh, I read this one, so let me flip for it. I'm heads, uh, by the way. We didn't discuss this oh, earlier. Yes. I will be representing the heads side of the coin as Mr. I was born first. And I will be representing uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, the Tuskegee <laughs> no Airmen. Are on, on the march, the march once, again. once again. I have Hawaii. Uh, if anybody so comments, comment out. on the YouTube video <laughs> if you know what that's from. The Tuskegee uh, Airmen are on the on march, the march once, once again. Once again. Okay, I'm going to flip for it. Here we go. What a flip. Glass Onion takes it. No! Uh, look at the that. audience erupts in anger. Roof. Tails. Wow. Tails. <clears throat> Congratulations to Glass Onion. All great nominations. Well done, everybody. Give us our next well category there, Josh. Our next category is 
Best production design. What's that? Production design is the art of creating a film's aesthetic through its set, and production designers are the architects of a film setting. These films had a specially unique and immersive production design and are being recognized as such. The nominees for Best Production Design are Black Panther Wakanda Forever, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> Andor, <laughs> and Benicio Del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> now, I. A lot of Pinocchio movies came out this year. I saw <laughs> none of them. Oh, no. So I cannot speak to uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio or yes. Tom Hanks's Pinocchio. It's not Or that, that one. other one uh, that was fully animated. Father, when can I get to be on my own? <laughs> yeah, the Yassified yes. Pinocchio. Um, <clears throat> I didn't see any of them. So, and I didn't see Top Gun Maverick either. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just really not great <laughs> here in this specific one. That's all right. Um, you go ahead and tell me the well. I'll announce the I'll announce the vote for the the people. Okay. Yes. And then you can give the percentages this time, so that yes, it's better in this respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the winner of the fan vote, the listener vote. You're not my fans. You're mostly my family members. Um, <laughs> the winner for best production design voted by you, the people. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, yeah, Black Panther had a lot of great aesthetic, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and all the sets and everything. Uh, we um, didn't even talk about uh, Namor and the... Uh, Underwater oh, yes. people and the costume design—that's all very. They very had good very too. cool costumes. Um, yeah, Wakanda Forever took it away with fifty-seven percent. Um, Glass Onion behind at twenty-nine percent. Nope, this is the wrong poll. Wrong poll. Uh, <laughs> Wakanda Forever took it away with forty-seven percent. Oh. Uh, followed closely behind by Top Gun Maverick. Um, Andor is crying in the corner with six percent. Oh. And Del Toro's Pino Del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, got 12%. Um, so yeah, I'll speak to Del Toro's Pinocchio because I have seen it. Mm. Um, beautiful film. Definitely recommend everybody go watch that Pinocchio on Netflix. Don't watch the Tom Hanks one. Don't watch the Yassified one unless you want to because I'm, I'm fine with that. We, we should do a commentary track on that. <laughs> we should. We really should. Um, yeah, Del Toro's Pinocchio is stop motion animated. Um, I don't remember the kid's name that plays Pinocchio, but um, this Pinocchio story is um, supposedly... I had to burp again. I'm <coughs> <laughs> burpy right now. Uh, supposedly, this Pinocchio story is closer to the original concept of the of, of the story whenever it was written in, like, you know, the 40s or whatever. Because 1700-something. Um I don't know, but this this story revolves around um, uh, France during World War Two, and mm. Nazis and stuff. Um, uh, what's his name? Mussolini makes an appearance. Um, mm. That's a true fact. Uh, Mussolini is in this Pinocchio movie, um, and Pinocchio throws poop at him or something. I don't I don't remember what poop poop had something to do with that scene. Um, <laughs> it was very funny, um, but it is a you very sure beautiful film. You sure you saw this film. movie? 
I definitely did. I think I would have remembered um, if poop was involved. It's very, it's very mystical. I'm not even talking about the production design, but I'm just I'm trying to sell you on this movie. It, there's a lot of mystical aspects to it. Um, a lots of great commentary on faith and religion, and uh, breaking down um guys like what why fascism is lame and why we shouldn't do that and because fascism is lame uh, because people die and stuff. Um, but overall, I mean, production design, you're looking at something that's stop motion animated and just the years of work that these guys took to build all of these tiny little sets and all these tiny little guys and all of this, all of this stuff, um, is really cool. Um, and that, that's why I thought it was a, a worthy nomination. Um, yeah. And then, uh, moving on for now <laughs> and or. Uh, which didn't get any votes, really. Yes. Um, what is uh, what's your opinion on the production design of Andor? I think um, first and foremost, uh, production design is a large facet in world building, so automatically Ooh. one of my stronger categories. Yes. Um, and Andor featured many planets um, in Star Wars, yes. many new planets, as well as returning to older planets at a different time in the galaxy's history. Uh, namely Coruscant, mm-hmm. um, and being able to see all of these beautiful sets and the work put into the background of these sets, uh, the prison, everything that's happening there, yes. the, the worlds that they build. This is this is the world-building category, if you will. Ah, um, yes. Not, not literally, but <laughs> uh, in a way. In a way. Are, they are the true artists. The physical artists of the movie, and uh, mm-hmm. Andor represents um, the sci-fi-esque aesthetic, f- which is one of my favorites, and this mm-hmm. show is able to convey th- many different cultures through its building design and through the uh, the nature that the worlds occupy and all, all, all of the facets of reality they are able to portray on multiple planets, uh, which I thought was worthy of a nomination. Absolutely. Um, following it up with Top Gun Maverick. Planes. Uh, it's got some great stuff. Um, all of the, you know, uh, ob- obviously it's a lot easier to do sets uh, when you're doing it on a, on a real place that is the Top Gun base and as a part of the Navy, um, they're doing a lot of real stuff. And there's been a lot of talk about all of the the. Um, whoa, whoa! Pause. What the world just happened to you? Ah! Uh, there he is. Ah! Uh, <laughs> what happened to you? Oh no! I bumped my little cord thing, and everything went away unplugged that everything oh. is plugged into oh, hold on no. we we might we might have lost everything up until now i have everything that is true except for those moments you just lost see my mic is working there blah blah i can yeah i can still hear you i lost it from this thing there we go yeah, I have like a I have OBS. your audio on a separate track now. Um yeah, so it'll be good. it'll be your Discord audio, but 
Yeah, I think I lost all of that just now. But it's fine, because you have it. We got it. You have my audio and video, right? So that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a little discordy. There were a couple times when you froze, but that's okay. It's the backup, so it's fine. I'm back to recording my own self. Okay. Uh, We're back. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, We had some technical technical difficulties. Uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Not again. (laughs) We had to shut that thing down. Um, He insulted my wife. Uh, Anyway. Keep your wife's name (laughs) out your mouth. (laughs) Ridiculous person. Um, I was talking about Top Gun Maverick. Um, There's a lot of real planes, real jets and sets and they're on real helicarriers but that's jets not a real thing uh, they're they're on real um uh, boats with airplanes on them um helicarriers <laughs> and i can't even aircraft imagine carriers aircraft carriers the amount of work that went into i mean it's obviously they're real things but then you also have to make it look like a movie mm-hmm. um and all of the you're getting these actors in actual planes. The only actor that's actually flying their plane is Tom Cruise. But all of these actors are in planes uh, that are being flown by actual Top Gun pilots. Um, and all these actors have to like set their camera by themselves and like get all the lighting right by themselves because they're up in a freaking plane. Right. Um, and all of that. And uh, they have to make it look freaking great. And it does mm. look really good. That's why I put it on here because it looks... Freaking amazing all of the time. So a lot of GoPros, probably. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff. Fill those those uh cockpits are filled with cameras. Um, and then of course uh, the winner of the audience vote, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yes, they That's they a great saw production it. design, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as we already said, with the costume design, the and with Andor, the world building is a crucial part of the production design. Mm-hmm. And uh, creating areas for the funerals that occur in the movie and yep. um, the garage with all the mechanical stuff inside. Um, they get to go on to the University of, oh, was it MIT, I think, that they think visit? So, yeah. That's what we said. Uh, their campus as well. Um, creating an underworld city, underwater city. Yes. Um, Obviously it, Wakanda. Yeah, as a whole. Wakanda, uh, they go to Talokan, they go to Haiti. Oh I mean, it's they're all Mexico. over the world. Mm-hmm. Mexico. Um, it's all very much, it's very well done. And yes. a lot of work went into making sure that the cultures felt real, even though, they, and most of them are based in reality, of course but they are taking on sort of a fantastical element in some cases, um, which still feel realistic, which is something I think the MCU has done since 2009, has been able to make these fantastical things seem real. Maybe not in this one. This one over here, Thor Love and Thunder. Maybe not in that one. Definitely not. But pretty much everything else, I would say. They've done a good job of yeah. making the fantastic feel real. 
which is something the production design works very hard to achieve oh, in this yes. respect. Mm-hmm. So I will speak my winner oh. for best production design. Drum roll, please. Goes into Black Panther Wakanda Forever. <laughs> They're sweeping right now. I'm getting my results from oh. my stage hand over here, yes. which is my cat goose who's sitting right next to me. And the winner is, according to me, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. I just realized you said Benicio del Toro earlier. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Guillermo. Dang I it. forgot. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Sorry, Guillermo? That's what uh, I I didn't see the movie. What can I say? I, I just think incredible staggering what they did with that film it looks amazing um so there's that we gotta i'm not gonna forget this time we gotta flip a quarter yes um, flip a quarter for me i am tails Are you actually it should one? be i'll flip this quarter you flip this again one. i am heads i'm still tails. tails yep 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 well the winner is certifiable proof Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Very nice. That is showing. Ed's coin. Very, very Congratulations good. to them. Jordan, our next category. <clears throat> Congratulations to the audience for picking correctly. <laughs> well done. There was a correct answer and you got it. Um, you nailed it. The next category is Best Original Screenplay. Best Original Screenplay. A screenplay is the script of a movie, including acting instructions and scene directions. These films had especially brilliant screenplays and are being recognized as such. The nominees for Best Screenplay are... The Batman. Andor. Glass Onion. And Everything Everywhere... All at once. Actually, the, the crowd is completely silent because no one's heard of this movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's one of those, um, it's one of those rare instances where like a, a lot of people saw it. Um, and I think it is actually in the race for best picture in the actual Oscars, um, which would be cool to see. Um, it was shortlisted. I don't think they have the official nominations out yet. Yeah, that's, that's true. Not official, but, um. We can uh, reveal the winner of the audience vote. Or do you want to, let's just, should we talk about them and then reveal Okay, them? yeah, I guess that's We're fair. figuring this out. Uh, we're already talking we'll about talk everything about everywhere. First. I think, yeah. I think, yeah, it performed extremely well for a, um, a female, an Asian female lead um, action movie um, from A24, a studio nobody knows about unless you're like us and are like really into films. Um, because most people don't pay attention to studios. They're just like, I oh suppose. yeah, that film looks a certain way or feels a certain way. It's an artsy movie, or mm-hmm. whatever people say. Um, but yeah, it did it did a very fi- well. A film by office. film nerds. Yeah, uh, two Daniels. Um, the Daniels, the Daniels. I thought it was really good. I saw it when it came out, and um, I'm not quite on the hype train that everyone else is on mm. um i thought it was very good uh, i did think it was a little bit long and it was mm. like okay 
Um, but that being said, I do believe it's definitely worthy of a nomination for Best Original Screenplay um, because it is very original um, in a lot of ways. Indeed, indeed. Um, very, uh, it takes a lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, creative, it makes a lot of creative choices that you don't expect to see all the time in an action movie such as this. Um, and very, very creative use of it's not time travel. It's like it's multiverse stuff. Um, Multi multiversal travel. In a in a year where we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we got lots of multiverse stuff in the Marvel universe, um, and then we get this, which does it in a very different way, very creative way, um, and all of that kind of comes down to the script and the screenplay. And <coughs> the script is is really really good um, in regards to the theme of the movie being. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. You saw it more recently than I have. Yeah. Um, the fam, the dyna- dynamic between a mother and a daughter, and all of that sort of thing, and even the father, and a husband and a wife, and a husband and a wife. Yes. Um. Yeah. What do you like about the screenplay in everything, everywhere? Well, you hit the nail on the head that it's uh, <laughs> unique yes, and yes, takes yes. creative liberties. Yes. Um, with its ideas, I think it has a lot of great ideas. And uh, the multiversal travel is a conduit for, uh, have you ever seen that Rick and Morty episode where they put on the goggles and they get to see all of their other lives? Mm -hmm. And of course, they find all these amazing lives they could have lived if they just didn't marry this person or they Mm -hmm. didn't make this one choice and blah, blah, blah. And you can think about your entire life in this way, like, oh, there's so many regrets Right. Mm-hmm. If things just went this other way, I could have been a famous movie star. I could have been the CEO of a company or whatever. Right. Sure. And so this movie uses that alongside many other pieces, the familial relationships um, that come into play um, and uses multiversal travel to create multiple dynamics between the same characters, mm-hmm. which I think is very interesting. Um, and the script never made me feel confused the way that the characters act differently in the same body Mm, makes it obvious enough to me which version of that person it is that's talking even if they they just show up in the same room so i would say that that is why it is worthy of this nomination sure um we have glass onion um which just recently came out, as we talked about last week again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I really enjoy the the screenplay and the script. Obviously, it's a mystery, so it takes a lot of. I mean, it takes a lot of work to kind of hide things from the audience in certain ways and put people in places at certain times and make sure everything's kind of in the right position to make everything kind of click at the end. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's inherently a little bit more difficult to write something like that where you're. You are like you're intentionally deceiving your audience like a magician. Like you're trying right. you're showing them one thing um to try to get them to look away from something else. Well, and also it it's interesting cuz Ryan Johnson especially will hide things while especially in this movie I will say he's giving you the answers. Yes. But hiding them under the layers. Exactly. Of the onion. Yes, that yeah. It it must be 
so I don't want to sound like I know how difficult it is. It must be so hard, so difficult to do. <laughs> it must, to, it must to, be to hide things from you while keeping them in plain sight, so that when at the end he says, "Look, it was there all along," you believe him, and he's not. It's, he's not just like he's not just lying to you the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like he's putting like if you if you are looking for it, you can probably figure it out. I would I would say. Um, and uh, and I just there's a lot of uh, relevant commentary in the script. Um, Ryan Johnson has talked in interviews about how he um, wanted to take this the style of like an Agatha Christie mystery, um, but present it in a modern context because he he's kind of talking about how um, for many years people kind of approached murder mystery as a genre as something that happened in the past and so a lot of those movies are like take place in the you know in the 40s or the 50s or something like that but he yeah. he's trying to bring it into a modern context um and i think he does that really well and there's a lot of relevant commentary about things mm-hmm. and people that happen in real life and it's ridiculous so very true uh, very true and he's done it twice it's now. Great stuff. he has done it twice now and Daniel Craig really says he'll do it as many times as he can. Yeah. So that's be prepared for more Knives Out stories. Love it. Andor. Speaking what of about, uh, relevant Andor? commentaries on today's <laughs> world, our next nominee is Andor. What um, are you talking about? What are you not talking about? Come on. That Andor is Star Wars. Star Wars isn't political. Dude, I laugh. Every time I see someone tweet that, <laughs> because I mean, I don't Star know. Star Wars you is saw for it. kids. It's not supposed to be political. There's like there's this interview a couple of years ago of um, George Lucas, the guy who made Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, he created this world, and sure. he talks about being a young guy in college, um, complaining about the world he lived in and being mm-hmm. angry at the world and. A young rebel himself fighting against the empire of the world and all the wars that took place back then and everything. And how the small disorganized groups, the Viet Cong, uh, the American Revolution, these groups. I mean, he wasn't around for the American Revolution, but he was around for Vietnam. Right. Um, and these these small disorganized groups were able to take down huge empires and win wars against these huge empires, as I said. Yes. Um, and so I think here is an example of a show that is the very essence of that idea that he started with in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that... Andor represents the more serious half. I I fully agree that Star Wars has these goofy moments mm-hmm. and they are part of the Star Wars legacy and I and I think that they're important to keep in the Star Wars universe, but they don't have to be in every aspect of the medium. So right. we have a show here Andor that is able to convey the very obvious message in the original three films. And <laughs> quick cameo there. Yeah. Great. 
Um, and without without necessarily leaving all of the humor that is normally in Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think Andor does a lot with its its screenplay and its script. Um, lots of, I mean, Cassian Andor as a character doesn't say a whole lot, but you get a lot from his body language and um, that sort of thing, which which is a lot of the screenplay as well, um, as well as as well as direction from director. Um, mm. <laughs> you know, direction from the director. Yes, uh, I should hope so. And then finally, the final category here, the Batman. The um, Batman. Yeah, thinking about the Batman from the perspective of its script. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it... This might just give away my nomination. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the script... Sort of. If I, if, I, if I notice the script as much. Um, there are a couple notable moments, um, like with... Um, Bruce Wayne in the hospital with Alfred and um, he's talking about how he's since he was a kid and he saw his parents die like he's been fighting this fight because he never wanted to feel that again and he thought he would never feel that way again um, Mm -hmm. until he felt that way about Alfred when he thought he was dead and like you're my real dad I mean now you're not my real dad but like you're like a father to me without actually there's so much that's said in that scene without actually being explicitly said um, and that's just, uh, that's just a product of a good script when you don't, it's, it's kind of like show don't tell. Um, but like the, the words used are used in a way in a sort of poetry, um, mm, to rhymes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think it is, it is a really good screenplay. Um, I also relevant commentary about certain aspects of, uh, internet age and kind of hyper mm. um, activism and the dangers that that can be, um, like with the Riddler being kind of a uh, what what would you call it? Just kind of like an online fringe. personality, fringe um, personality that Far kind right of political r- system. Uh, These yeah. uh, the the echo <laughs> chambers. I, that's yes. something I've heard a lot of people use is that these people move away from mainstream media. And they follow their confirmation bias until they are in this tiny little group of people that believe yeah. exactly as they do. And uh, they end up doing crazy things, yeah. like attacking Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and even, even a group like that where it's not like, it's not hundreds of people. It's, tw- it's 20 tops. Yeah. Um, but even that many people, if being led by somebody as insane as somebody like the Riddler in this movie can can be extremely dangerous um with this kind of extremism of belief. Um and yeah that's that's a good script I guess. Um mm-hmm. so the <laughs> the uh the audience vote has just arrived in my hand. Oh fantastic <laughs> news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They heard us talking about it. Uh the winner for best original screenplay in a motion picture event uh, is the Batman, according to you, the audience. The Batman. Um, oh, yeah. The Hit us with those percentages. Um, you guys, you voted for the Batman. Is it because you only saw the Batman? I'm not going to claim that's true. Uh, the Batman won with 42%. 
um, followed by Everything Everywhere all at once with 25%, and Andor and Glass Onion both with 17% of your mm. vote. Um, <coughs> so yeah, everybody loves the Batman out there, including me. Great film. Very good film. Very good. Very good movie. What's your vote over there, man? I I just got my vote <laughs> in from the desk. That's my stagehand. I don't have a stagehand. That's all right. Um, the winner, in, in my opinion, of best original screenplay is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Why? 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 <laughs> why is it better? I just told else? you why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into great detail. You loved it. You the, loved it. I really did. I liked that movie quite a bit. Your um, winner? Yes, I'm just, I'm just, it's just arriving here. <laughs> oh. We're getting it sent in. It's like a carrier pigeon or an owl from Hogwarts or whatever. You know how that oh. movie goes? Oh. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> the winner, in my opinion, of Best Original Screenplay is... Andor. Oh. So we're, we have a spread. I think, man. I think, yeah, the reason the Andor beats everything for me is just because of how freaking mind-blowing it was for me to be mind-blown by a freaking Star Wars thing. And mm. uh, unlike another Star Wars thing that came out, um, which we may talk about later, who's to say? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. In the best picture conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's the so next? Maybe not. What's the next category? What's I'm gonna next? have to flip have this s- coin. Oh, since I keep you forgetting. Can't remember to flip <laughs> the keep, coin. I just, okay. I just feel like my. Uh, whenever I say my nomination, that's just the end <laughs> you're of just the conversation. You're right. You're like, yeah, I, this is. Correct. Oh wait, no. I need to flip it. You flip the last one. Oh Give yeah, you flip it. Well, I was uh, gonna flip it because you can't remember. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I remember now. Here I go. What happens if the fa- the fan vote can't win the coin toss? Uh, well, the fan the fan vote wins. You guys win everything, uh, but we're just oh. flipping for our own benefit. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, the winner was indeed everything everywhere all at once. Heads for the winner. Great Very job, deserving. guys. Well, well done. done. Well done. Well done. I am two for three. We have so many categories. We got to get this show on the road. They're giving what us. What are you the, even talking about? They're giving us the wrap-up music over here. Well, we're not even halfway. Slow your roll, and listen to this beautiful music, offered by the following films in this next category. Whoa! Thank you. Whoa. You are presenting. Oh no, I'm presenting. I did the this last category. one, man. Jeez. Dang it, you're right. I'm. Oh, jeez. Chill out. Ah, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I set myself up. Golly but it gee. Wasn't... Okay, here we go. This next category is original score. Best original score. <sighs> wow! Yeah! Wow! Yeah! Wow! These movies. Well, okay. Uh, we ran out of paragraphs. Yeah, it's music. <laughs> these are these are. Uh, scores are uh, specific pieces of music, or orchestral mostly, that were created for the TV or film that they are representing. Yes. Um, by original composers creating original music for this movie specifically. 
these scores are very good and are being recognized as such. Yes, they the are. The nominees for Best Original Score are The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Avatar 2, and Glass Onion. Okay, um, The Batman is We've uh, talked about in depth yes. The Batman before. Yes, yes, yes. Very true, very true. Uh, was composed by Michael Giacchino, oh. one of the big three, in my opinion. Soon okay. to be the big four. I think um, Ludwig oh. is uh, getting in there. Oh, yes, he is very, very good. Very, very good. Very good. Um, the Batman was composed by Michael Giacchino. A uh, very simple theme, uh, followed by uh, Sonata in Darkness, which is one of the, it's like nine minutes long, mm-hmm. there's piano, there's violin, it's sweeping, it's beautiful, it's hopeful, in a sea of despair and horrible Gotham, and yes. every song is in the same key, and they matched the key to a song in the soundtrack. Uh, there's a lot of difficult work put into yes. the score of this film. Do you have any other words to say, Jordan? No, man, it's really good. It's on was it, it was on my best or my favorite scores list. Mm. For sure. That is true. Was it on yours too? Or I think it like, was as well. I yeah. think we matched up in like seventh place or something. It was yeah, one yeah. of those things where it just I love it. Yeah. Simple yet uh great. Thought thought provoking. Thought provoking. The Riddler's theme is a reharmonization of Ave Maria and I'll never stop saying it and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are other ones too. Yeah, you're right. Okay, uh, <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This was was actually orchestrated, arranged, written, and composed mm-hmm. by Ludwig Jorensen, yes. um, up and coming composer, uh, film composer. Very, very good work here. Uh, able to convey, as I've said, uh, through the production design able to convey the cultures of these fantastic worlds, mm. um, base them in reality, and it helps to make them feel real, which is something I think is very powerful when sure. a movie about fake things becomes real. Obviously, some movies are based in reality or documentaries, which are literal reality, um, but this is a sci-fi fantasy action thriller and none of it's real, and yet, mm. I believe every single moment of it. Yes. And that is in part due to the creative work of Ludwig Jorensen. He is great at what he does. He did the first one too, right? And he's done um, The Mandalorian, right? I think. Yes, him. he did the at least the theme, the main theme for Mandalorian, yeah. and Book of Boba Fett. <clears throat> yeah, I, l- I really like the score for Black Panther. Um, it definitely it adds a lot to the to the material <clears throat> uh the i listened to the the song that plays over when Letitia Wright comes down from the airplane in the black panther suit and is like oh yeah <coughs> i think that song is called wakanda forever it's called wakanda forever that's right uh it's really really good and adds a lot to that scene um avatar the way of water is is basically the first movie's score. Yes. <laughs> Which is good. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's otherworldly. I watched a long video on YouTube describing oh. the 
way that the chords in the main theme are mm. atypical. Yes. Uh, the normal chord progression is atypical, and it creates that otherworldly feeling uh, that you get when you visit Pandora. Mm. Such is a beautiful a, planet. A Charles Cornell video over here. I have no idea. I think it, I think it he was. Stood I think in, we watched. He the stood same. in front of piano. Yeah. I think we watched the same video. Um, Glass Onions uh, score was uh, written by the same guy who did the first one. Um, I'm a big fan of it in the first one. Um, we talked about kind of about it in our episode about Glass Onion, where it's just like, especially that scene where all of the characters are getting getting together on the dock, it's just big and it's sweeping. Um, and that that happens a lot, where it just it shows you the big glass onion, and it's a huge sweeping score. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the first one, it adds a lot to the kind of vibe of the film for sure. It kind of gives it this noir, um, heightens mm-hmm. the stakes in a way. Yeah, yeah. It brings a lot of value. I would say so. <laughs> eh, I, I I'm getting word here. Oh. The award by the people has been awarded. Oh, gosh. Hope they didn't see that. Uh, the award for best original score by a large majority, I'm told, is Avatar The Way of Water. Wow. Like we said, we, it's pretty good, but um, it's not a huge margin. Uh, Way of Water took it away with 44%. Mm. Uh, the Batman behind at 33 Wakanda Forever at 22, and Glass Onion at 0%. Oof. Uh, nobody likes Brutal. that movie, I guess. Everybody hated it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <clears throat> um, this just in. Whoa. I have my own vote for best original score. It is. No way. <laughs> Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Shocking. Shocking. Yes. Um... There's mine. Oh, it oh, fell from gosh. the ceiling. Here it comes. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Uh, the Batman. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. I love it so much. It's the best one. And I'm not going to forget to flip this coin. But it's your oh, turn. <laughs> but it's my turn to flip the coin. <laughs> we got to battle it out again because we don't agree on anything. Yes. That's not true. I think we have one more agreeing. Yeah, we oh, do. two more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a bit. Okay. It's just a bit. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, so heads for Black Panther, tails for the Batman. Yep, yep, yep. Oh no! Another, <laughs> another win for George. <laughs> no. What a winner! Black Panther takes away. Another award. I thought you loved the Batman score, man. I love the Batman score, but I don't listen to it anymore. No. I listen to Black Panther's score to this day. That's so sad. Our next category is best soundtrack. A soundtrack. But that's the same as the score. No, it's not. (gasps) You're wrong about that. (laughs) A soundtrack of a movie is music that was not written specifically for that movie. It was a song written by, say, some somebody like... Uh, Bowling for Soup. Justin Timberlake. 
Mm. Uh, and from 2002 and put into this movie in 2022. I don't know. Or like something like that. Even older. Um, uh, yeah, it's just it's licensed music from pop artists or whatever artists. It doesn't have to be pop music. It can be any sort of music. Um, that's just put into a film to elicit emotion or theme of a film or just to sound really freaking cool. Um, the best example of this is take Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, I love the music from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody is talking about the score. They're talking about the soundtrack. There is Sadly, a b- there is some good there's yeah, some good there's scores. a very prevalent soundtrack in Guardians of the Galaxy that's very it's a plot point of the film. Mm-hmm. But there is also or baby a score. Driver. Uh yes. Um the score of Guardians of the Galaxy is written by Tyler Bates and it's very good also. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that all that being said, to clarify, uh all of these films had notable soundtracks, I guess. <laughs> and <laughs> are being I recognized guess. as such, I guess. Um, then the, the nominations are. I'm getting I'm getting them from. Oh, here they come. Here they come. <laughs> here they come. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. <gasps> Bullet Train. Oh. The Batman. Something in the way. Uh, and Thor: Love and Thunder. Would you believe it? I would like to offer one more nomination. Okay. Go ahead. We forgot about Stranger Things season four. Oh yeah, that was uh, running up that hill was a cultural <laughs> oh, phenomenon. Gosh. If we would have put that, on, let's just call it right now. That wins. <laughs> <laughs> it would have won the fan. It vote. is that is the most culturally. Uh, it's in the zeitgeist forever now. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Wow. That would have taken it away for sure. Yeah. I just thought of that when you were talking about uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And I was like, oh, wait. Wow. <laughs> Here comes this one that definitely would have won. <laughs> would have won if we would have thought about it. Yeah. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what was in Thor Love and Thunder. I just put it in there because I couldn't think of anything. Um, but apparently you all liked it because <laughs> you all voted for it. I'm not even going to bother revealing it. Uh, oh, I'm just, you did. Uh, this just in. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder wins the audience vote um i hate that movie i don't care about the soundtrack i don't know if there's anything in it <laughs> do you remember any of the dope. soundtrack i don't remember a single <laughs> i just remember the song from, from the, the trailer but oh yeah I, I can't even tell you what it is now. i know uh, Guns N' <laughs> I Roses, know. um uh, yeah. The Batman has Copyright. something we're, in the way over. by Nirvana or whatever. Mm-hmm. The naked baby on the cover. Yep. Bullet Train has a lot of fun stuff. I can't, I couldn't name a single one for you. No. Nope. Uh, but <laughs> it's good though. Really great category. Uh, I like it in Bullet Train because like um, it's very thematic with like a character who you haven't met met yet appears on screen and they get a little they, their song is like is representative of them or whatever. Mm. It's yeah, kind of yeah. fun. There's a lot of um, character introductions. Yeah. In that movie. I'm only speeding through this because I can't really talk knowledgeably about any of them except for Black Panther. Yeah, apparently. Um and uh Black yeah, Panther is the only one where it's kind of a, a, a unique case where a lot of take the last Black Panther this one and say into the Spider-Verse as an example. It's a soundtrack, but also this a lot of this music was written for this film specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that kind of contradicts our 
our previous speech Maybe. about whatever. Um, music with words, I guess, is the real. Music with words. Uh, de- delineation. Is that a word? Oh, I think so. Difference. I'm going to say yes. Um, I really enjoy the soundtrack for Black Panther Wakanda Forever as well as the score. Um, but I think the soundtrack also adds something. A good soundtrack can add something to a movie that a score can't. Um, into the Spider Verse is a good example where you are, you learn kind of Miles Morales's personality because mm. you're you're listening to the music that he's listening to in his headphones and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and so you kind of get, while also experiencing the emotions of a scene through the song that Miles is listening to. To you know, we all experience art, uh, in a way that if I'm feeling sad. Like there's there there are sad songs that help me access that feeling. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm not being being very articulate, but I you're articulating beautifully. You know you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in Black Panther that helps me feel emotions. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it's great, and it's it's just a really good soundtrack. I know you mm-hmm. think the same. What do you think about? I it? do. I uh, I would agree. I think the soundtrack, and while it is, in a way, made. For this movie, yes, um, in a Rihanna way. and oh gosh, what's her name? Tim's, yeah. I think. Tim's. Um, she, they bring, um, as I've said with the sound, uh, the score, they bring the sort of the other half of the Wakanda, um, culture into mm-hmm. this music, uh, as well as uh, Ludwig Jorgensen and um. Fodakush, Fodakwesh, I think is her name, no uh, did the Con la Brisa song oh, that everybody nice. really liked um, for the Talokan people. Um, those songs. And uh, I, have, I have like five or six songs that I listen to from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rihanna does the um, Lift Me Up, with, yes. which is sort of her... Uh, Tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who passed away uh, in 2020, I believe. 2020 or 2021? 21, I believe. 2021. Um, sort of a tribute song to yeah. him. Um, and it's very beautiful. It plays at the end credits. Um, it hits like a truck. Yeah. And uh, talking about accessing feelings. Yep. It certainly is capable of ripping the feeling out of me <laughs> and all over my face <laughs> in the form of tears. Oh, okay. yes. This just in. You want to open this one together, friend? We can this time. Let's open it together. Let's time it right away. Here we go. The winner is... Black, Black Panther, Panther Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. No coins to flip today. We all get a quarter. We all get a quarter. Congratulations. Except for you guys. To Rihanna. Shout out Rihanna. Uh, the percentages. Let me just show oh, you Oh, yeah. Guys. Hit us with the percent. You all voted for Thor, Love, and Thunder for some reason. Um, 38% <laughs> of you did. Wow. Uh, Shocking win. 25%. Actually, second place is tied with um, Wakanda Forever and Something in the Way at 25%. <laughs> Bullet Song Train. carried. Bullet Train got 12%. So... Well, good go. for them for getting a vote, at least, huh? Yeah. Somebody knew what we were talking about. 
I guess. What's next? Okay, our our What's next, next category, one I am proud to say that I have spent more time specifically looking into when I watch movies this year, huh? uh, is best editing. Ooh. Editing is all of the transitions from camera shot to camera shot, the timing, the, uh, the delivery of these, uh, when to use music, how loud it is, um, the fades, the, the wipes of Star Wars, the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. hard cuts, the long takes, choosing which shot Ooh. to use, which take to use, mm-hmm. communicating with your actors and your directors to create the film in its final form Uh, because you know they don't just shoot every scene with one take here it all is boom it's done it's more like you know they they finish all the shooting they have 80 hours of footage or something 100 hours of footage and then they condense it all down to ryan johnson's glorious 85 minute film if he could (laughs) you know that's his dream he says 85 minutes but that wow. rarely happens. Rarely. Uh, and if you're James Cameron, nine hours. <laughs> right, yeah. Two different um, styles. These are the nominees for Best Editing. Glass Onion. Bullet Train. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty good across the board there, guys. I think pretty very, good, very good. good year for editing. Um, you want to talk about Glass Onion? I'll talk about uh, sure, sure. the bottom two. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> as we, I kind of talked about in regard to the script and screenplay, there's a lot of uh, kind of magic trickery um, that mm. the editing has to do, um, which the directors are heavily involved in the editing process. If you True, true, true. Um, as far I mean, as far as I know, as somebody in the industry, um, I uh, as someone who uh, has never directed <laughs> or edited a film, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there, are, a lot of choices have to be made. Where you know, as you said, there are lots of takes to get actors' delivery, actors' performance. Um, while also in the case of this movie, there's so many there's so many little things in the background that you that need to be there at certain times in certain places, which is all mapped out by a director and all this stuff. Um, but in the edit, you have to place those things at the right place at the right time. Those sequences, or for example, like when uh, spoilers for Glass Onion. If you haven't seen Glass Onion, <laughs> skip ahead twenty seconds or something. Um, when Miles Braun, the killer, um, when Miles oh, Braun, there it hands, is. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Miles Braun hands Dave Batista his the glass that he has poisoned with pineapple juice, um, in the, the first time pineapple. we see that scene, we you can actually see him hand it to him, but you're being distracted by something else. And then later, it's reimagined where he didn't hand Dave Batista his glass; he sets his own glass at the table. And then Dave Batista grabs it himself, but then in reality, it shows you it again, and it's it, he puts it into his hand, and it's like oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. All of that is editing and yes. placement of shots and yes. performances and beautiful sort of thing. Really, um, and there's that the very opening scene where they all get their box and they're like on the phone with each other, and they're like mm. there's a lot of like um, 
screen separation where a line will cut in half and you'll have like people on here. Sort of comic book panel. Comic book panels, yeah. Um, Some cool editing there. Another famous Edward Norton movie, The Incredible Hulk, features many comic book-esque <laughs> lines it dividing does. them. Yeah, yes. strangely. What a weird Shut movie up. that is. Um, you yeah, like that movie. Pretty good. I do. It's strange, but it, I like it a lot. It's a lot better than Thor Love and Thunder, I'd say. Well. A lot better. Guys, well, that's my that's my take. I do have anyway. a poster. <laughs> um, uh, you want to talk about Bullet Train? I'll do the bottom two. Yeah, sure. I, I saw Bullet Train pretty recently. Well, I saw it when it came out, but I saw it again recently over Christmas um, on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Everybody yes, go watch yes. Bullet Train. Uh, Very good. It is, Brad Pitt. It's pretty violent, but, you know, viewer discretion is advised. Um, and yeah, it's it's on a bullet train. Obviously, it's called that. Um, and there's lots of fun editing choices. It does that thing where like characters get little name cards. And they pop on screen and it'll be like <laughs> freeze frame and and uh, Japanese characters. The prince and blah blah blah. This is about them. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, and yeah, lots of very well edited uh action scenes um because big big point of the movie for me yeah 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 because of obviously as i said it's on a bullet train and it's a narrow tube and you gotta have these big action sequences somehow in a tube and that's a lot uh, editing has a lot to do with that i would imagine as somebody in the industry um Mm -hmm. (laughs) who edits action sequences all the time as i do um it's gotta be hard Sort of eliminating sure. the feeling of claustrophobia of being in a small tube, yeah. while also at sometimes forcing that feeling of a tight space where they they hit the wall every time they swing a sword or you right. know what have you, or or they're able to hide behind all these chairs and it makes the feel the world feel or the the tube feel a little bit bigger. They're able to hide or yeah. something like yeah. that. Very That's solid. more action direction, solid. but the editing is able to make those feelings. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, this is a multiverse traveling movie. Um, many, many times there are, um, shots of someone's face, uh, traveling through every multiversal, uh, reality that they exist in. Um, in a matter of seconds, you'll see hundreds of frames of individual faces, um, all and th- this goes to the costume design, which wasn't nominated for, but they have to create, you know, mm-hmm. potentially hundreds of different versions of the same person uh, that feel different and unique while also being the same person. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a specific shot that I watched um, Notes on a Scene by the Daniels directors on Vanity Fair. Just an amazing series, by the way, that Vanity Fair puts together. Um, That's great. With these directors. And they talk about. Um, so there's a scene of the van and, uh, Kihue Kwan is on one side of the van and Michelle Yeoh is on the other side of the van. Uh, Kihue was shot on set and Michelle Yeoh was shot on green screen in London because she had, uh, because of COVID, right? So they're half and half. One of them isn't in the scene. Both times they're acting. The other person mm-hmm. isn't there. And then there's a shot looking out the driver's side door towards Michelle Yeoh. And you see, um, 
Dude, I forget her name every time, and I want to call her Sarah Jessica Parker, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> that's not it, yeah. Um, she has it's three names. She was in Knives Out. I I can't ever remember her name. Jamie Lee Curtis. Know, Thank Jamie you so Lee much. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, her hand comes into the door, and she hits the door and grabs her shoulder through the door. And when she pulls her, it rotates Michelle Yeoh. And when she her shoulder hits like the halfway point, it switches environments, and she turns around, and she's in a different room. And there's Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it was the director's hand uh, because she wasn't on set that day either. Because she only had to be there for her hand. So they gave him half a shirt and the wrist brace and was like, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's hand. And boom. And so you have all these different pieces of this movie working together. And um, it's a very small team. I think like 40 or 50 people worked on the whole movie. Hmm. Um, And, you know, maybe like three or four editors, maybe. And they're able to work this whole thing out on a low budget. Um, the A24 budget, as it, as you would uh, say. Yes. Um, and uh, I just think it's masterfully done masterfully in that done. regard. Uh, and then we have Multiverse of Madness, another multiverse movie. Yes. Um, and I think uh, what people are seeing in the editing here is, uh, again, the multiversal madness uh, effect mm-hmm. of, you know, people being ripped apart into new universes and being able to imagine these places, um, I I will say I think it goes more into visual effects in this specific case. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can think of any specific match cuts. I would even uh, say... perhaps through the portals of America's uh, portal, you can see you know multiple um, Elizabeth Olsen Olsons. Olsons, yes. I would yes. even say it, it's a. I think a lot of what people notice about multiverse of madness is just the camera freaking moves instead of just being boring Mm. and sam raimi actually moves the camera in interesting ways which impresses people like it it twists and turns and does cool things that you don't normally see in marvel movies and i think people notice that whether they could put their finger on it or not um because uh this just in oh here it is (coughs) my word actually i guess you should reveal um, oh, I'm actually oh. sending it over to you. Oh. Here it is. <laughs> wow. The best editing by way of the people is Doctor Strange, oh. Multiverse of Madness. An Don't mean to talk sweep. down on your uh, your opinion, <laughs> but uh, a sweep it wasn't with my opinion. 62% of you chose Multiverse of Madness. Wow. Uh, Bullet Train got 25%. Everything Everywhere All at Once got one vote with and 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 Glass Onion got none. Oh, um, so people are just freaking loving Multiverse of Madness over here. They really are. What um, a f- what a film! It's got some good stuff, as as far as editing goes. But I think, yeah, we we both kind of prefer other movies <laughs> in regard to editing. <laughs> one one may say. <laughs> can you um? Can you send me my vote? Yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. This just in from all the way from Portland, Oregon. My vote for best <laughs> editing. Uh, it's very small. I can't even read it. <laughs> Funny joke. It's <laughs> Bullet Train. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! He really liked those character cards, guys. I do. 
I do. <laughs> I uh, it it was just something I noticed on second viewing. I was like, oh yeah, wow, uh, that editing is good. Oh yeah, wow. Oh yeah, wow. I, uh, man, oh geez. And uh, I really, I really hammed it up during our little talk about the individual movies. It may be obvious. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to read it off the card here anyway. Uh, it was everything everywhere all at once. Wow. Uh, I just thought, uh, <laughs> wow. wow. You know, when I'm watching this movie yeah. and I notice that they are doing what they're doing. That's it's one of my favorite things about movies that I've noticed this year is that when I when Noticing I can editing, tell yeah. when I when I can tell that this is, you know what I mean? It's real. Yeah. <laughs> Someone worked on it. Somebody worked on this. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I value, this year. Do I flip a coin or do you? I forget who's doing it now. Um, I presented this award. I, I will flip you, yeah. the coin. I got good luck, guys. Heads yeah, for everything. It's coming out. Tails awesome this time. for Bullet Train. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, uh, guys? I told you. Every time. Speaking. Every time. Wins more. Heads, that doesn't make any sense in the world. <laughs> but it did win again. A double-edged coin, as I say. <clears throat> you could. Our you next could say that. Category, a big category, I would say. Uh, something that people talk about more nowadays. Indeed, um, indeed. Uh, this category is best cinematography. Mm. Um, I should have looked up a paragraph. Uh, for cinematography, to put it eloquently, um, cinematography refers to the photography of a film. Um, cinematographers are a specific member of the crew of a film. Um, take, uh, we only have one written down here. Hoyt van Hoytema for Nope yes. um, is one of the nominations. Um, the rest of the nominations are <laughs> The Batman, um, cinematographer, uh, that would be Greg Frazier. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Cinematographer, uh, cinematographer. I have it on here somewhere. Hold on. Because I just want to. Uh, the Hoyt van Hoytema film was Nope, by the way. Yes. I don't know if you said that. Or I not. I did, yeah. Okay, I didn't. Um, I didn't. Sorry. I didn't even wait. What am I looking at here? Oh, you put I, in you put in everything, everywhere, all at once. After I yes. put up this poll. Um, oh no! What do you had, have in the poll? We we before you put that in there, we had Black Adam in as a joke. Oh, good. Get that out of there. <laughs> uh, and then we had For All Mankind in here as well, um, which actually got we got a few votes. No um, way! It did. Heck just yeah! Pull that up here. You you talk about um. Talk about one of these films. I don't care. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll start with For All Mankind since I'm the only one on earth oh, who's yeah, seen it, go. except for the couple people who voted. Shout out to you guys. Uh, what a m couple of beasts. Um, for For All Mankind is a TV show, uh, first and foremost. So the budget is going to be lower, as is custom uh, for TV shows for whatever reason. And um, it it just, I think. It was able to create atmosphere for a time I never lived in and uh, was able to feel a little bit nostalgic about the early NASA days. Mm. Um, the era, the, 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 everything is green. Uh, the Earth is still happy. Mm -hmm. um, 
the cars look cooler, the buildings. It, I mean, it kind of reminded me of The Incredibles, you know? There's oh, yeah. kind of that yeah, geo- yeah. Uh, I keep saying geography. Architecture is the word. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, geography, for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it <clears throat> uses the rule of thirds, which is something I learned in photography class in high school. Ah, yes. Um, yes. Uh, proper, proper picture. Absolutely. Uh, basically, making sure that there's always something interesting in the frame mm. uh, whenever you're looking at it. And yet, in some cases, it'll just be a slow-moving shot of someone's front yard. But it's so peaceful, and mm. it's so serene. And you kind of you, it gives you a breather before the next argument <laughs> between two important people. Um, and there's a lot of CGI-esque space shots um, that the editors are working on and the computer animation people are working on. Um, but just basically... They're able to convey, uh, you're, you know what I mean? Uh, in, in, in a similar way to music, these people are able to convey emotion through visual means. Yeah. Specifically, absolutely. you know, those serene moments, those tension-filled moments. They, I mean, the cinematographer is what you actually see, right? what yes. they actually look yeah, at absolutely so it, yeah there you have it. for sure um the two people that voted for for all mankind were one my mom um who has seen the show yes <laughs> and megan collins shout out megan collins oh yes let's go yeah, great stuff um yeah I, I saw the first season and i thought the cinematography was pretty good yeah um i'll talk There's about a specific um, shot that I I could talk about, but we've I've already spent too much time. You talk about everything everywhere, and I'll talk about the other two. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, everything everywhere, all at once. Um, I'm gushing about this film. Um, yeah. so I'll just gush a little bit more. Gush, um, this movie, uh, as I've said, is a smaller budget, a smaller team. Um, and a lot of the credit goes to the editing. I think in this film, but. The editors wouldn't have anything if the shots didn't exist. Ooh. So, again, I will refer to the notes on a scene uh, video on YouTube. Maybe I'll put a link in the description for some of this stuff. Um, they talked about the shot of Jamie Lee Curtis jumping over the railing of a stairwell uh, down onto our main characters. And all the work that went into that and how, in in a way... Or they worked very hard to find because it's a stairwell. It's a very uh, thin room, right? There's mm-hmm. there's only room for the stairs. There's not anything else happening in that space. So they looked, they location scouted for a stairwell so that they wouldn't have to build a stairwell where they could pull the camera back and have this big shot of the entire stairwell because the room mm-hmm. is too shallow. You can't do it that way. Eventually, they were able to find a stairwell in a building and they ended up using that building for the IRS building. It ended up being mm-hmm. the set for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so they found this stairwell that looked like a normal stairwell inside, but they were able to pull the camera way back and have this long shot of Jamie Lee Curtis flying <laughs> down on people, screaming, yeah. and it just looks amazing. And again, with the editing, there's a lot of match cuts with people moving quickly 
uh, and you're able to hide that with the editing, but you have to build those shots uh, from scratch with the camera. So that's what yeah. I would say for E-E-A-A-O. E-E-A-A-O. Uh, great stuff. Um, we had the Batman, um, which I, uh, well, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, cinematographer for Greg Frazier. Um, it's very detective noir. Um, the cinematography is very intentional in um, how it uh, contributes to the overall vibe of the film. Um, it's got those like blurry edges. Um, the vi- like vignette. Uh, the vignette. Yes. Um, it it just the initially just blew me away. Um, that film. Um, in terms of cinematography, everything else aside, perfect movie. Um, oh. everything <laughs> everything else wow. aside, even just looking at it, is is worth the price of admission. Um, it's just a beautiful looking movie. Everything they did with like. It's a, it's a dark, literally dark movie. Um, mm-hmm. Gotham is a dark place. It's always raining in Gotham, and it's always nighttime. And you're following a character that dresses all in black, and uh, so it's a lot of blacks, co- the color blacks all the way, all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a hard thing to photograph. Um, and I think, especially when you see this film in Dolby Cinema, oh, Dolby yeah. Cinema at AMC theaters when they have very. Uh, <coughs> Deep, dark contrasts. Um, it was quite an experience that I can't even put into words. Wow. Um, and we saw it together twice. We did. Twice. We saw it together twice? Yes. Did we? Yeah. When? We saw it once at the mall, and then we went again uh, after the wedding. Oh, yeah. You're right about that. Wow. We really like that movie. <laughs> we did. Really we good. did. We loved that movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I saw and it they five did a lot times. I think. Yeah, I think I, did, I think I saw it five times. I theaters. haven't seen it since I saw it in theater. I've only seen it in theater. I've seen it a lot more times. There's a movie on HBO it. Max for the lady at your coffee shop. Yes. You're like the Batman. Batman. That that's the only movie I've purchased on physical copy in a couple of years. Actually, not wow. a couple, like a year. In the steel um, tin. They did a lot with the volume, which, as I've said a couple times mm. in the history of the show, big LED screens um, that they use for things like The Mandalorian. When Batman is standing on that building talking to Catwoman, and you see its golden hour over all of Gotham, uh, that's all real lighting because it's coming from an LED screen um, in the volume, as they say. Uh, as I've heard people who work with it say. <laughs> in the industry. Yeah, in the industry. Um, the volume works best for the uh, lighting such as golden hour because you can't recreate uh, the sun. Um, <laughs> but you can kind of recreate a, d- a dimmer sun at golden hour. So <laughs> not full bright. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of kind of darkness, uh, mm. Nope is the other uh, nomination. Lots of... Ha- there's a lot of nighttime sequences in Nope. However, there is also a lot of daytime sequence. Um, the cinematography, I think, is notable because um, they're dealing with this massive alien object and the way that they... When you're dealing with any type of CGI character, um, you're not photographing anything real unless you're mm-hmm. photographing like a person in a like a motion capture suit. But a lot of the times you're just pointing it 
pointing the camera at a, at the sky, as I know because I'm in the industry. You're just pointing yes. your camera at the sky, and and your director has to be like, yeah, it's going to be there. It's going to be coming from behind this hill. Uh, and can you put can you photograph that, please? Um, <clears throat> and they did that somehow. I don't know how they did it. Um, just making these beautiful frames. Um, where then visual effects artists will put in the alien spacecraft or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it a spacecraft or is it an animal itself? You'll have to see Whoa. the movie, I guess. Um, but you can watch lots of videos about how they did. They had to basically reconstruct the entire sky because a part of the alien is like it's it 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 lives in a cloud basically, and this cloud is stationary in the sky this whole time. So they had to make the sky. And they shot nighttime sequences in the daytime and all this kind of stuff that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. Um, very impressive. Very impressive. Go ahead and speak on that. So the uh, the nighttime sequences in this film, almost all of them, uh, are shot in the daytime, and uh, they used infrared technology oh, uh, infrared. to create uh, the other uh the the other hues the colors of nighttime that we can't see with our eyes very well because the light that we use is visible light and mm-hmm. light in the nighttime not all of it but most of it is infrared uh and you get these violets and these purples and you can notice that in the film a lot of the shots are these dark blues these purples mm-hmm. at night and uh so they they shoot the scene in daytime with infrared light and then they can edit it and bring up the gamma uh which is one of the filters um and it looks like nighttime because they're using the light of infrared which is more which is more purples and blues which you see at night more often so they're able to create nighttime in the middle of the day uh, which is very ingenious oh. and special. Um, and it's the reason it won for me. Newsflash. <laughs> no way. That's true, it is. Uh, nope, won Best Cinematography for me. Surprise, surprise. Look at that. There it is. We're at an hour and a half, by the way, so yeah. let's uh, freaking speed up. Uh, <laughs> Joshua's vote is for nope. I'm getting the audience vote here. Um uh, you guys thought the Batman wins, and I would agree with you. <laughs> mm. I had them both written here. I need water. It's over there. I can't Do get you? it right um, But yeah, the Batman wins both audience vote. Uh, they The Batman took it away at 57%, um, followed by Nope at 21%, For All Mankind at 14%, and Black Adam at 7% <laughs> mm. um, because of that shot of Dwayne Johnson. That is a funny shot. big forehead. Um, did I do this one? Oh, yeah. I'm going to flip this coin here. Yeah. Nice. Between I really <laughs> thought you were going to forget again. I, I be a good really bit. saw it be coming. Be a good bit. <clears throat> uh, we're heads for Nope. Tails for Zibat Man. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, <laughs> Heads takes it again. Yeah! Uh, nope wins. Let's go, guys. That's terrible. Sorry, it's for very, the it's audience. very worthy, very worthy. What can I say? I offered this tales next originally. This next category will be very quick. Go ahead and give yes. it to us, Joshua. As the one person, this next who knows. category is best foreign film. Woo. There is only one <clears throat> option because I 
saw one foreign film. Jordan mm-hmm. saw none foreign films. No, I don't know, man. Uh, the one nominee that everybody loved this year uh, was All Quiet on the Western Front, which is the third rendition of a film based on a book uh-huh. wrote shortly after World War Two One. World War One. Yes. Um, this movie is based uh, in, it, it takes place in the German army um, as they are so excited to join the war effort and uh, think they're going to have a fun adventure with their college buddies and they sneak away without the consent of their parents to join the war and it's war, guys. They're in the trenches, they're in the mud, their buddies are dying around them. It's horrible. And it's the realities of war and how people manipulate other people to join a cause they don't even care about. Uh, for, I mean, if you, if you know anything about World War I and to a lesser extent World, World War II, uh, these large trench warfare fights were over just the most disgusting, unusable land. They traded hands multiple times uh the western front specifically uh went back and forth on like a hundred yards of land for nine years and then the war ended but like three million people died Mm. so just like absolutely useless waste of time uh but they were able to make a ton of money on building all these guns and bullets and stuff because war is profitable yay um so just stupid um, and this movie shows how stupid war is uh, and the horrors that come with it. Um, specifically, the end of the war took place at 11-11 on November 11th mm-hmm. for fun. These guys were like, oh, that'll be poetic. And so the last day, uh, all the way to 11 a.m., you know, there's 11 hours before 11 a.m., Uh, that take place, one of the German commanders orders his army to try to take another 100 yards of land uh, before the war ends. Because he's one of those generals that, uh, what what does a general do when he stops being a general, you know? What do I do when a general who's retired? Yes. Um, So, it's awful. I mean, the movie was good. (laughs) Good movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's anti-war, which is there you go. good, I would say. So the winner is all quiet on the Western Front. Me and Jordan agree, and so do nice. you. Freaking congratulations. The next uh, category? I'm going to go take this one. Yeah, go for I'm it. Gonna take this one, because that one was it. lame. Um, we're going to take Best Visual Effects. What? The nominees for Best Visual Effects are Avatar 2, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um, it's Avatar, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Avatar. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need to... We, we'll discuss Avatar, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Um, James Cameron... You guys voted for uh, Avatar. We voted for Avatar. Yeah. Everybody knows it's Avatar. Avatar wins. It's Avatar. And actually, it was Tails. Oh. But that was oh, no. you, so you, it's still yeah, Avatar. Yeah. It's still Avatar. Um, James Cameron advanced t- human, technology, human uh, technology into the future yes. uh, to make this film. So uh, more <laughs> so than anyone else could have possibly done. It looks uh, amazing. So Avatar wins. It, okay. it literally, like, it looks real. 
Yeah. Like more than anything, like I can, I can watch Doctor Strange and be like, whoa, it's zombie Doctor Strange covered in a cloak of the damned. And it looks awesome. That's that's cool. But Avatar 2 is real. Yeah. Like they just took cameras and filmed aliens. Yes. It's real. Like uh, there's no competition here, guys. And and Sigourney Weaver plays a 14 year old and you're like, yeah, that checks out. Mm hmm. Literally. And they created whales, and you're like, yeah, those are real whales. So mm-hmm. I saw them with my own eyes. Yeah. That's <laughs> right there a, on the screen. This just in. Oh, snap. Here it comes. Avatar The Way of Water wins, and it will win every real award there is. I, 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 there's Regarding I mean, visual every, effects. Regarding, <laughs> regarding visual effects, yes. Yes. <clears throat> it, it better. It better. I'm going to have to edit out all these coughs. I'm really struggling Dude, I'm, over here. I'm br- keeping them in. Uh, I'm just, I'm parched. I gotta say, we might need to take a water break. Um, we're getting into the uh, the big names here. This is a big five. Uh, the things people tune into the Oscars for. They don't care about anything else except for these guys. Then uh, the next category is best supporting actor uh, in a leading role or whatever they say. Um, I guess it's not leading role; it's a supporting role. <laughs> best supporting actor <laughs> best in a leading role. Best <laughs> actor in a supporting role is what they there say it is. usually. Um, the nominees, well, okay, this is a support, an actor in a supporting role is an actor who supports the lead, okay? There it is, okay. The nominees are <laughs> Andy Serkis for Andor, I mean, in Andor, whatever. What's the guy's name? Kino? Kino, Kino Loy. Ki uh, Hui Kwan from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Dave Bautista from Glass Onion. And Brian Tyree Henry from Bullet Train. All very strong uh, performances. I'll just say we all agree. Uh, uh, you win her by unanimous decision. <laughs> unanimous decision. You guys and us. Uh, here it comes. It's flying in. It's Andy Circus as Kino Roy in Andor. He took the world by storm. He made a speech about one being way rebels, out. one, one way, way out, one way out, and everybody loves the um, uh, everything everywhere. The line where he's like, I, "I would love to do laundry and taxes with you, or forever, mm-hmm. or whatever," and everybody loves that. I think Dave Bautista is hilarious in Glass Onion. Brian Tyree Henry is fantastic in Bullet Train, but Andy Serkis in Andor is truly phenomenal in every sense of the word. That's and an actor. Give right the, f- the give the man an award. He's he's never gotten an Oscar for his performances, even though he definitely he probably should have won one in uh, Planet of the Apes, huh? Should have one of those. Nobody cares about those movies except for me. So, bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bummer. I know the feeling. It's uh, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Uh, I'm of the opinion that it's the most underrated blockbuster trilogy of all time. Wow. Um, what about uh, the prequels? Really good. Uh, not underrated. Uh, spectacularly overrated by oh, a lot of people. Hard truths. Hard truths yeah. here today. <clears throat> What's that next category, man? <laughs> Dude, the best supporting actress. Would you believe it? Dude, what? Um, the best supporting actress is an actress that supports the lead. Yes, there you go. Uh, we have Angela we Bassett. Good names here, man. From Black Panther, we have Sadie Sink in Stranger Things. Uh, Denise Goff 
in Andor mm. and Chris Marshall from For All Mankind. Who's that? She plays uh, a captain oh. in the uh, Navy. She's the first woman to lead a, sh- uh, a mission to Mars. That's uh, Well, she's the first woman to lead a mission for NASA, and she's flying to Mars. There you go. Shout out. Um, and the winner is... By way of the people. Oh, by way of the people. Is Sadie Sink from Stranger Things as Max. We love Max. If you watched our Stranger Things episode, you will know that we hit her with the S tier and the character tier list. Only uh, only next to um, Lucas, right? Her and Lucas are up there in the S tier. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Together, they are strong. She's fantastic. I love her and performance in Stranger Things. She's very, very good. She's in The the Whale, uh, which is not oh, receiving yeah. as good reviews as it was getting hyped up to be. Yeah, the hype was real, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I think the hype is for Brendan Fraser, which we, who yeah, we all love. Yeah, he's great. Um, Deserves my great. winner. Go ahead. My winner for Best Supporting Actress is Angela Bassett from Black Panther playing right. Queen Ramonda of Wakanda. Have I not given everything? Yeah, that's, I mean, seriously, come on. Am I, I oh. w- uh, it's Denise Goff for me, man. Dedra Ooh, from Dedra. Andor. Truly terrifying, but you want her to win, but you also so. think she's, she should probably die. At the uh, beginning, you want her to win because she's a woman in a man's world, as they say. And then you're like, oh, she's crazy. But she's <laughs> just as evil as all of them. Yeah. It's she's very well written and the performance is just amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you flip that. Coin I gotta flip over there, this buddy. coin. I honestly, I hope you win this one. I hope so too. Just for the sake of the coin, because this speaking, is ridiculous. I should win. This you should have won half of them. <laughs> oh, Hawaii! Yeah, it's tails. The Tuskegee Airmen. <laughs> Denise Goff from Andor. Congratulations. <laughs> Well done to her. You uh, love to see it. The nominations for Best Actress. Oh, are in a leading as role. Follows in a leading role. Kiki Palmer. Nope. Kiki. Michelle Yeoh. Everything Everywhere. Michelle. Zoe Kravitz. The Zoe. Batman. And Amber Midthunder from Prey. Whoa. Well, nobody saw that, and nobody knows that name except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is Prey a TV uh, show? Is that the TV show? No, it's a movie. It's a Predator oh. prequel movie. I see. Um, I see. Set in uh, America, but it's um, during the early days. <laughs> when it's... Uh, many, you know, many moons ago. The indigenous people, and there are some really um, bad white men that come around, too. So. Classic. Um, should I give you the, uh, let's get the audience vote here. Yeah. Um, let, that's uh, what we've been doing what this do you whole think, time. Who, who do you think it is? I uh, know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You can see that too. No way. Uh, how can you see it? It's right here in my head. You can't see this. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's Zoe do Kravitz it? from the Batman. Um, the 50%, uh, followed by Kiki Palmer, the 30%, Michelle Yeoh at 20%, and nobody knows who Amber Midthunder <laughs> is. <coughs> but you know what? Palmer for Amber. Here, uh, here incoming. My vote for best actress in a leading role is <laughs> who could it possibly be? It's freaking Amber Midthunder, guys. Wow. I think you all watch Amber. Prey. 
Maybe I should. Uh, because Amber Midthunder is very good at um, fighting a predator in the uh, woods, in the forest. Wow. Uh, she's you sold me. Um, very, very, very good. Michelle Yeoh is pretty good, and Kiki Palmer is pretty good, and Zoe Kravitz is pretty good, in my opinion. <laughs> so there you go. There what you have you it, folks. <laughs> uh, my winner... For best actress in a leading role. Oh, yes. Is Kiki Palmer from Nope. Woo! Shout out that would to be Kiki. my second one. Yes. Uh, we love Kiki. Uh, the brother and sister relationship between her and Daniel Kaluuya is uh, phenomenal. And yes. uh, something that's, I think, a little underrepresented in media today is the oh, sibling the love sibling relationship. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I would so, agree. Not si- sibling love, not like. Sibling love. <laughs> right, that would be a different type of, type of movie. Yeah. Not, not, never mind. Mm-hmm. Flipping a coin here. Here we go, you got it. Oh, look at this. <laughs> it's Amber Midthunder. Oh, oh she steals the show <laughs> with, the with Tuskegee only one Airmen. vote. One vote from me. Um, that should show you how good big. it is, and you should all watch it, because it's it's on Hulu. So if you don't have Hulu, get Hulu and watch it. I gotta find my password for Hulu. I got signed out. What's Moving next? on to the big category, best actor. Yeah, men. Man. <laughs> <laughs> the real category. Shout out. I I resent that. What yeah. you just said. Okay. We do have um, um we do have five oh? here because before we put Daniel Craig in here, uh, we had Joel Kinnaman from For All Mankind. Oh yes, that's so what's on the poll. Okay, we have for the nominees, uh, as a plane flies by my microphone, uh, Robert Pattinson in The Batman, Daniel Kaluuya from Nope, Jude Law from Fantastic Beasts 3, my mom loves Jude Law, Daniel Craig from Glass Onion, and Joel Kinnaman, aka Robocop, from uh, For All Mankind, as, uh, I don't remember his name. Gosh, it's been too long since I saw that show. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rewatch it, you guys. Okay, and Jude uh, Law did get one vote from Guess Who. My mom. <laughs> Your mom. Shout out Jude Law. She loves Jude Law. She really does. She loves him in The Holiday. Oh, Jack uh, Black. Christ- Christmas movie. Yes. Um, I have here the audience vote. Oh yes, here we go for Best Actor. Wouldn't you know it? Is Robertson pa- Patterson. Yeah. Robert Pattinson <laughs> in the Pat. Batman. Robertson Robert, Pat. Robertson Pat in the Batman. Great great choice, guys. He's really Thank good, you. but you know, he's he's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> no, he's he, pretty good. He is genuinely really good in the Batman. Um there's a lot that he that is left unsaid and it's in the quietness of <laughs> his so performance. True. Uh he doesn't say a lot that guy. Um and he's very good at being the Batman and saying, mm-hmm. I am vengeance, or whatever. So I think his Bruce is a very unique take on the character. Very unique take, yes. Um, for better or for worse. I like Jude Law a lot in Fantastic Beasts. It's the only thing in that movie that I think is genuinely good. Um, he's trying so hard to carry is, that film on his shoulders. He's trying so hard. Um, Daniel Craig is just... Foot, just he's so delightful to watch. Mm-hmm. You can watch him in James Bond, and he's this like, he's this cool, sexy guy. And then you watch him in 
in, in Knives Out and Glass Onion, and he's still a cool, sexy guy. And he's, he's still a cool, sexy guy. <laughs> it's in a different way, and it's just great. Um, and yeah, we love Daniel Kaluuya. He's one of the best. We're big fans of Daniel. He's he's one of the best actors of his generation for sure. And yeah, I'm just I love I just love to watch him perform in movies. You know. Absolutely oh, wasted. Sorry, this just flew out of me. Black um, just wasted. Yeah, it's a bummer. That it's that a was bummer. a bummer. And he's not in Wakanda forever. No, he's is in prison he? or something. Yeah, maybe he shows up briefly. Um, and the winner is by unanimous vote of us, the oh, two yes. hosts of I the show. The big dub is. Let's say it together. Daniel Kaluuya. Yes, Daniel Kaluuya in Nope. I nominated and. Voted for both Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer to lead mm-hmm. in their leading roles to win their respective categories. And wouldn't you know it, they won them both. <laughs> Actually, no. Actually, Amber Midthunder won. Amber, Pray. Amber what Mid-thunder. the heck? Amber yeah, sorry, Midthunder uh, won it all. But yeah, big. Daniel Kaluuya is phenomenal. It's a very reserved performance. He doesn't like explode at yes. the camera at all. Like they, that. That's usual. Like the Oscar bait performance with somebody screaming or whatever. I've abandoned my child! <laughs> <laughs> I've abandoned my boy! Yeah, yeah. He's you know very quiet, very reserved. He says You've nope a couple time. times and uh, all that, so. Um, the next category is Best Director. Um, we have Ryan Johnson, uh, director of Glass Onion, Ryan Coogler, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Matt Reeves, The Batman... Uh, interesting. <laughs> and what? the Daniels, um, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. I highlighted two of these names for the. I office, thought you said they tied. Oh, that's why. Gosh, this guy doesn't. So who unprofessional. Is he? <laughs> um. So yeah, the audience vote. Uh, it doesn't really matter because it was a tie between Ryan Coogler and Matt Reeves. Um. All of these Should we flip a coin? are amazing for that audience vote. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, Ryan Coogler's heads and Matt Reeves' tails. Let's see it for you guys. It's heads. Well, well done, Ryan Coogler. You win big money, big prize. A big quarter for you. A quarter for you, Ryan Coogler. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what's, what, am, what am I doing? I'm just going to be like, oh, here's my vote. <laughs> it, it showed up. Here we go. And... Um, it's Matt Reeves from the Batman. Matt Reeves from the Batman. Incredible, incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't even want to say anything else because it's just so good. <laughs> wow. No, I don't. He know. can't even bring himself I, to uh, speak. I watched the full like special feature thing on the Blu-ray, and Matt Reeves is just talking about the movie and stuff. I'm like, holy cow, he's incredible. And there's part of me that just wants him to get recognition because he also directed both Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes which are some mm. of my favorite movies that don't get talked about enough. He's a fantastic They weren't director. in your top ten, were they? War for the Planet of the Apes is my number four movie of all time. Number ah, one. there it is. Okay. Um, he, he, is, he has been making big budget movies for the past few years, Planet of the Apes and The Batman, and uh, they, they don't fall into the typical conventions of blockbuster filmmaking. He bl- he puts his entire life and passion into these films, and he works so hard for them. And he had to make it during COVID, and it's just like 
he he really just he he did it. He did it. It's incredible. Wow. He really did it. Yeah, he did. Um I gushed about it just last week. Oh. I rooted this for this category I nominated and chose to win Ryan Johnson. Oh. From Glass Onion. Incredible. A great writer, a great director. I can't think of a single movie he's made that was bad or controversial in any way. Yeah. Uh, no, no, well no. liked by everyone. You haven't even seen Looper. We gotta watch that. Uh, I know, I gotta watch it's Looper. It's incredible. He's an amazing director. And uh, so that was my <laughs> vote, Ryan Johnson. Uh, I talked about it at length uh, in last week's video, talking about uh, Notes on a Scene, again, by uh, Variety. Yep. Uh, that's not right. Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Um, Something like that. And how he lined everybody up to create a scene and force you to feel the perspective of one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And how... I, I, it just opened my eyes to how much a director really has to do, more so than just the individual performances of the actors. He's sure. building the entire thing, right? Yeah, and we know because we're in the industry. So that's uh, as <laughs> as members of the industry, we <laughs> yeah. we really know um, what it takes. I'm gonna flip a coin here. Heads for Ryan Johnson. Uh, tails for Matt Reeves. Oh, the Tuskegee Airmen strike again. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Matt Reeves. The Matt Batman. Reeves. I respect that. That's a good movie right there. It's a great movie. Is it is it my favorite movie? <laughs> we'll find out. Well, we will. Right now. Right in now. the category, the final real category. We have some fun little we have some fun little deals coming mm, yes. up. Yes. Um in the final category, the big one. Here's the big one, guys. Best picture. The best movie. That came out this year that we saw this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, you can you can talk about all these other movies uh, that people made like three days before the end of the year that released right. for Oscar bait, as they do every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, recency bias abounds in the Oscars, I will say. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's important to recognize movies that took place at any point in the year, and these movies are as such. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Batman. Glass Onion. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And a surprise entry, a TV show, and... I would have put For All Mankind in here, mm. uh, because the, se- the third season released this year, um, mm. but the first two seasons are old, and I don't know, I didn't feel it, so... We have those there. Uh, the audience vote. Oh, here it is. They voted for the best movie of the year, the best film of the year, the best Whoa. picture of the year. <laughs> and they voted for The Batman. Wow. Everybody's wow. loving Batman. 50%. So only half of you, I suppose. Um, but more than anyone else. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, I can get behind any of these for best picture, really. Well, I don't know. I don't think Glass Onion really makes I, yeah, best Yeah, I picture. don't think Glass Onion. Uh, but there are other four <laughs> I definitely could get behind. I This was a really tough choice for me. Um, Top Gun Maverick wasn't in the initial poll. And then I just, I had a, I had a moment the other day mm. where my, my vote came to me in a letter from the side of the screen here. 
and I read it, and it said Top Gun Maverick, and I thought, you know what? That is correct. <laughs> wow. It's, my, it's literally my favorite movie of the year, and it's, it's so close between the Batman and Top Gun Maverick. I saw... Honestly, a huge surprise. I know, dude. To me. It's crazy. I literally... I, I haven't even seen the first one. I'm never going to watch it. I tried to watch it one time. I was like, this is bad, and I turned it off. I'm never going to watch it ever. <laughs> um, but Top Gun Maverick is just a phenomenal film, and it's it was really hard for me to choose because the Batman is equally as phenomenal, and I'll probably... Well, I don't even know, because I've watched Top Gun Maverick so many... like. Just as many times in theaters and so many times after, it was a movie that was like, I I I just want I wanted to watch it with anybody and everybody that I could. Like I went with I saw it by myself and then I took uh, a couple of my friends. I, t- I it's the only movie I've seen with my family in the theater together in years. I took my mm. I really wanted my dad to see it, and so I I went with them, and I just want I we watched it outside on a on a projector screen for my friend's birthday and it's just it's 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 <laughs> it's it's very um it's very tom cruise it's very self-indulgent it's very um i'm tom cruise and i'm freaking awesome and you're gonna watch me be awesome and you're not even gonna care because it's awesome <laughs> and wow. it's just it's just it's it's big and it's loud but there's a lot of heart to it and it was the, like, literally, it was the first movie I've ever seen and was like, I, I can't wait to show this this to my kids someday. Like, I hmm. <laughs> like it's a movie that I think will genuinely be something people watch and that will inspire, like, people like me, like, as a kid, when I watched movies and was like, wow, I really like movies. <laughs> it's going to be one of those movies for a lot of people, I think. Um, Beautiful. It's. I think it's gonna be. I think it's timeless. Um, and like, people complain about the fact that there's. They never tell you who the enemy country is that they're trying to thwart. Like, there's mm. there's never a flag on screen. They never tell you who it is or what country they're going to. Um, it's just faceless enemy, <laughs> which is like so some people complain about that, but I think it's it's kind of a way to just keep your movie from going out of date or like right. and it and it's you don't want to if like they were fighting China or somebody they probably wouldn't release it in then China they, yeah, right exactly <laughs> so it's a it's a money thing too but uh yeah I don't know man it's just I've watched it so many times I watched it again last night just to make sure that oh. it was my favorite movie of the year and I was like yeah this is oh this is amazing so you got to watch it and it and you I might do, watch I it have. and be like, "Wow, that that was nothing to me," that and that's mid. okay. So, well, there's that. That's my vote. Um, for me, here it is. Uh, this movie came out around the same time that Top Top Gun Maverick came out earlier along in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, met with great reception. Everyone thought it would be great. Um, it is being considered for best picture in, at the Oscars, um, but I feel like the, the momentum for this bid has fallen off as the year has continued. Um, but I only saw it recently. It, I gave it a 10 out of 10 on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Break that down here. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing back, back a couple weeks ago before the winter break. (laughs) 
I said, there's no such thing as a 10 out of 10. I don't give out 10 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. Uh, my there's ideal, no perfect movie, he said. There's no perfect movie. I if have, I have no one notes. Nitpick, if I have one nitpick, it's not a 10 out of 10. That's what you yes, told me. That that's was, what you that's said what I me. said. That's what <laughs> I said. And then I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I had no notes. It Literally was a no 10 notes. out of 10. Wow. And I put it up on the Twitter. You guys should follow the Twitter. We just Every time we watch a movie, we'll give it a rating out of 10. Uh, for fun, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, we have like three followers, guys. Please yeah, follow the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I mean, I watched it and I genuinely was like, I have nothing negative to say about this movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel that it was too long. Uh, it has a fake out ending, and I was like, right. oh my gosh, please, how is this the end of the movie? Yeah, and then it wasn't. They even had like. 10 seconds of credits to really mm-hmm. make you think it was over. And then it wasn't over. Yeah, that's really good. They like pull you back into the movie. It was amazing. I thought it was so good. Um, as I said earlier, the editing, uh, I, I, I just, I knew that this was like a smaller team. And so mm-hmm. the reality of that mixed with the beauty of the film and how well it was made and how much attention to detail and all the little things and being able to create this amazing movie with like three sets um yeah, yeah. is just i mean phenomenal uh so i gave it no notes Man. um and I'll, i i'm going to retract another statement where i said interstellar was a 9 out of 10 i'm going to say it's a 10 out of 10 there you go i'm glad cuz i don't just give yourself the freedom to give things 10 out of 10. I <laughs> hate giving things a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, I, I don't have a 10 out of 10 anime. Uh, sure. Even my number one anime is a 9 out of 10. I gave Avatar 2 a 9.5 out of 10. Hey, ridiculous. That's crazy. That's I just don't insane. Like, I just don't like 0.5 ratings. That's my thing. Is that If I'm going to give a film 9, 9.5 out of 10, I'm just going to give a 10 out of 10. But it wasn't a ten. But it, it was <laughs> better agree. than a nine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you watched it you again, mean. and then you said it was worse than a nine. You gave it like an eight. I gave it ten out of ten. No, wait, did no? You're right. I did give it. An you eight. gave it a nine, and then you. Yeah. Or no, you gave it a ten, and then you gave it a nine. Did I? I did. Yes. You I gave, gave it, it a ten out of ten for because I. That's what started this whole argument. For pure immersive experience, which I'm like, you know, I still stand behind that. Because you were sad when you walked out to the overcast oh Kansas gosh, sky God. and had Just to get disgusting. in your Subaru. Disgusting. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I did no. want to um. Well, hey, you flip your coin, and we'll decide the official winner. Oh yeah! Of oh best my gosh! Picture. The official winner of Best Picture, Top Gun Maverick, or Everything Everywhere. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That went flying. Oh. It's gone. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Drama. Pause for commercial again. break as we find our oh. quarter. We hit him with another ad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> it's Anchor. Okay. I flipped it again. Uh huh. It landed. Okay. Heads. It's heads, everybody. Very Everywhere. well deserved. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Never again, all the time, all at once. Forever and ever. Forever and always. Wins best picture of the year. Get wrecked, everyone else. I did want to um, address the Batman after many repeat viewings. 
I do. I it. It's one of those things where it's a ten out of ten for me, but it's also not. Like I do have mm. a. I have one note. I have one note, and it's the scene at the end where it's like, I'm the Joker, and I'm here saying a joke. Mm. You want to see yeah. a sequel, everybody? And uh, that's my one note where I'm like, I just don't. I'm sure it was a studio note where they were like, you gotta put him in, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you gotta put the Joker in there because people love the Joker, but it does. It does have a few moments of like, oh, this movie's over now, and then it keeps kind of going, and so that's yeah. why it has gone down a bit, just a bit. It's still pretty much perfect in my eyes. I've r- I have a whole script of a video that I've been working on forever, all and year, I'm probably <laughs> never gonna finish. Uh, I will eventually. Now that I'm, I might have more. Now that you're time. into the industry. Now that I'm in the industry, um, but the show's not over, guys. We're just gonna blast through some nay, nay, fun nay. categories. Yeah, some extra stuff. Some extra stuff. <laughs> that was polled as well, actually. Because I got I got some things to say about some of these men. You're um, up, by the way. I am up. Um, our our first of our bonus round. Um, we have worst bonus picture. Round. Worst worst picture. Um, I hate all of these films. The nominees are. Actually, I don't even hate all of them. I, I was going to say, Adam you don't hate Black Adam. No. I hate this one, though. Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. Uh, te- literally terrible. And then we have Black Adam. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we have a movie called Amsterdam. And I think I'm the only person who saw it. And I wish I hadn't. Isn't that the um, movie uh, Taylor Swift gets run over by a bus? Yes. Let me just break it down for you really quick. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to spend that much time on Amsterdam. St- star-studded cast. You got Margot Robbie. You got Christian Bale. You got Rami Malek. You got Robert De Niro. You got Zoe Saldana. You got Taylor Swift. You got John David Washington. You got Anya Taylor-Joy. You got uh, the Austin Powers guy. Uh, I don't think so. Um, many more, okay? This is the most boring movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I never use the word boring to describe movies. I usually am just like, oh, the pacing was off. This movie is actually genuinely boring. It's a really, really boring movie. I don't even, I couldn't even describe the plot to you if I tried. It's incoherent. It's literally just, it's, I saw somebody describe it as like, it's like all the popular kids at your high school put on their senior play (laughs) and... They're all popular, so everybody was like, oh, this will be good because they're a star-studded cast of popular jocks or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's really, really boring because they're bad at acting. It's just bad. It's just Roof. bad. Really bad. Um, and just... Here comes, here comes the votes, okay? Here it comes. Here comes my vote and the audience vote because we align. Um, it's Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion is the worst movie I saw this year. Um, it's literally, there are no dinosaurs in Jurassic World Dominion. There are dinosaurs. Let me just be clear. Oh. The movie. Just a a lie. (laughs) This movie, (laughs) this movie, uh, revolves around giant grasshoppers. Okay? Hmm. The, the central antagonist of this movie is giant grasshoppers, not dinosaurs. 
Like well, is could, this like a like a plague of locusts? Yes, a plague of giant locusts from the Cretaceous or Jurassic period. I guess it would be a Jurassic. Wow. Um, it is so easy to make a dinosaur movie. Just just have dinosaurs in it and have the plot revolve around dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are an afterthought in this film. And it's just it's not good in any way. The performances mm. are bad. CGI is bad. And they bad. brought back the old actors too, didn't they? Yep. Oh, they're all bad. Laura Dern is trying her best. One of the best actresses I've ever seen, Laura Dern. Just just terrible. Jeff Goldblum terrible. The other guy terrible. Not Jeff Goldblum. Chris Pratt terrible. Oof. <sighs> it's so bad. What do you think about the other two here? Uh well, I didn't see Jurassic World cuz I couldn't Care less <laughs> yeah, about Jurassic World. I saw the first Jurassic World and I thought, this is a Jurassic Park movie. And yeah. then I never cared about it again. It's actually pretty um, good in retrospect. Amsterdam, I didn't see. Obi-Wan, look guys. <laughs> say what you will about everything in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it. I know. I didn't put it on this list. I know, I know. I don't hate the show. I think Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen love those characters to death. And they got a bad script. A really except bad for like, script. Except for like one moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the editing, the cinematography is terrible. It's so lazy. Literally that's that's my biggest thing about the show. It's, mm. it's obvious that they thought, let's make a show about Obi-Wan and bring Hayden Christensen back. And then they didn't think about it ever again <laughs> yeah. until they until the day of shooting. Yeah. They're All like, right. "Oh my gosh, wait, we have to, we have to make a plot have to make this for this. Yeah. We have to do this. Who else is in Star Wars? Princess Leia. Put her in there. Put Throw her in, there. her in there. Yeah, why not? With the worst chase scene ever yet yeah. put to film. It's so bad, dude. Um, but I. It doesn't matter to me because <laughs> it's Star Wars, so <laughs> yeah, screw I, you guys. Whatever, man. I still liked it a lot. It's just lazy, but what yeah, they they were able to come up with something. I still care about the characters, which is I don't. You know, that's I care my less fault, about I guess. Obi-Wan. Kumail Nanjiani is in it. He's my and favorite. And he doesn't do anything. They forgot about my favorite him. They forgot his character exists. Um, but yeah, so uh, Black Adam was worse, you guys. Um, mm. It was the worst. It was the worst thing I saw this year. <laughs> um, I knew I wouldn't like it when I walked into the theater alone and there were right. two other people in there. Um, I knew I wouldn't like it. And I watched it and I thought, this is bad. <laughs> and then it ended and I thought, that was worse than I thought. It's a bad movie, yeah. And, um, but I think uh, it's pretty fun. I think everything that Jordan likes about this movie comes down to Dwayne The Rock Johnson worked very hard to make this movie. No, it's and not. And he admires this passion project. That's not why I and like it. It is. It I is. think that's I think it's admirable <laughs> that he and it's it's different now because so much has changed in the in in the DC Warner Brothers world. Um Dwayne Johnson essentially yeah. tried to take over DC films by conducting a coup of some kind. Yes. <laughs> by being Including like I'm crime. the biggest best guy you've ever seen in my life and I'm going to take this thing over. Um I think it's I think it's just I want I want to support people who have passion, you know, and whatever. And that's what like I don't want to bash creators. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's admirable that he wanted to make something and he made it. Um I think the movie's fun because it's silly and ridiculous. And I think it's hilarious that he he tried so hard to make this. He works and he thinks it's the most 
he thinks it's the coolest, most badass thing you've ever seen in your entire life. He thinks he is just he is just magnetic. He thinks he's the best actor you've ever seen. And it, he's just not. And I think it's, it's just so fun good. to watch <laughs> because it's so bad. It's just fascinating. It, and it's funny to me because he is playing the least Dwayne the Rock Johnson character ever. Yeah. Surprisingly like restrained. He, yeah. And it's just like, you're playing Black Adam, bro. Yeah. This guy is a freaking killer. You're, he's a Shazam And you're Dwayne villain. the Rock Johnson. Yeah. You got to be a beast. And he's like, I he kill, kill a few people. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so. Uh, we should flip a coin, I guess. That was my vote. Um, Jurassic World Dominion won the popular vote as well. So you are vying for Jordan's Tuskegee Airmen here. And there and it is. You know it. He Tuskegee gets it. Airmen. That's fine by me. The They're worst movie worse. of the year. Jurassic World. Dominion. Okay, we can go. We can go faster now. I've had okay. my rant. Biggest flop. This is a slightly different category, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are movies that were expected to be good that were bad. Yeah. So you have a, 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 a separate list, right? No one thought Black Adam was going to be great. Everyone Except hoped that Obi-Wan Kenobi would be great. Everybody thought it would be bad, and it ended up being bad. This yeah. is, these are movies that we thought were going to be great and weren't at all. Mm-hmm. Thor, Love and Thunder. What a bummer. But you love uh, it, Black, I don't love it. Ever ta- ever, I don't ever love made. it. I think it's mid. <laughs> you Don't put words in my mouth. You think it's amazing. You think it's the best movie you've ever seen. You have it's the, poster the greatest the poster ever, <laughs> but it's not a great movie. I just like gore, okay? But probably one the of the worst God parts butcher, of the movie not, is gore. The God that's so sad for you that you think that. <laughs> um, the next nomination is Black Adam. Yeah. We have Uncharted, the Tom Holland uh, Uncharted. Yes. Uh, I love Uncharted. Uh, the video games are fun. Um, Nathan Fillion did a fan film with uh, Crotch from uh, oh, yeah. Avatar. I didn't know that. That's cool. And um, he plays Sully. I That's love amazing. That short is so good. It's like 15 minutes long. It's a great cast. It's so, it's so awesome. Nathan Fillion is the perfect Nathan Drake. And uh, they chose a child. They to clearly play a just thought Tom Holland's big. Let's just like big as in popular. He's very small. Yeah. Um. But he's he's popular. Let's just let's just make a. Let's just it's National Treasure. It's Indiana Jones. It's Uncharted. I guess let's do it. Yeah. Every rendition of Nathan Drake is like this is my last mission. Yeah. I hate it. I am done with this. You know. I gotta save my brother. <laughs> Right, yeah. and then here comes. Huh? I'm a What's child good, who steals rings from girls at the bar. Yeah, I hate it. It was so dumb. Let's go. And then, um, and then it has. Put, I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I'm Sully, yeah. and I'm. Meh. I hate Mark. Wahlberg. It's my yeah. Oh He's bad. wow! Not as a person, just as an actor. Oh, and then we put a strange world in here because uh, Disney didn't know yeah. that they made this movie. They forgot that they made the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So they didn't. They didn't put any ads out there, so it it flopped hard. Um, yeah. So uh, the audience voted, uh, despite me. Yep. Um, and voted for Thor: Love and Thunder, <laughs> biggest flop, sixty-seven. The worst, the worst Marvel movie of the year. That is true. Um, I will agree to that wholeheartedly. Um, sadly. 
Um, and I, if you couldn't tell, I voted for Uncharted. Um, yeah. Very, very disappointed in that movie. Shocking that it came um, out this year. It feels like it was made 10 years ago. Yeah, I think it was a COVID delay, but we're yeah. going to say it was this year. I think it was January of this year. So, I mean, yeah. last year, I suppose. Whoa. Um, I gave it to Black Adam because it <coughs> literally flopped uh, financially. So true. And flopped by being bad and flopped by essentially putting an end to the DC universe as we know it. Um, bringing back Henry Cavill only to be fired uh, the next week. Um, yeah. A couple months later. Yeah. So. Terrible. Yeah. Poor Henry. A uh, bummer. For but Henry. he's going to, he's, he's got Warhammer. He's doing Warhammer. He's doing his passion project now. So let's hope it's good. So that's hype. I, there's a series of videos on YouTube that explain all of the Warhammer 40k lore. Uh, and it's like eight hour videos and it's just titled the beginning part one, eight hours long. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to listen stuff. to this. Yeah. I need to listen to that. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get into Warhammer lore. Uh, I won't play the games. I don't care about the games or the, uh, the minifigures. I'm not going to paint my own minifigures. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, Are you but kidding I'm interested me? in the store story. So we'll, Hopefully that'll be cool and I'll get hype for Henry Cavill. That's a whole, that's another level of like, like your, your that's paint, like your mini figures. It's like, yeah. 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 It's like 40 year old dad level. Right. Right. Civil right. war reenactment. Not that in the it's basement. bad. You can do whatever you want. But. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I have my own interests. Um, what were we talking about? Best jokes. Oh, yeah. do I guess we should flip a flip a coin for biggest flop. Oh yeah, let me flip this coin for flip biggest this flop. Coin. Is this? I'm so excited. Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Black Adam. Black Adam takes it. Biggest flop of the takes year. Takes it. Biggest flop of the year. True. I'm okay with that. I, yeah, I think that's all right. It, yeah, literally and figuratively. Well done. Take us into the best jokes. Best jokes. We <laughs> best jokes. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the best uh, jokes. Ooh, wow. We got Bullet Train, we got Glass Onion, we got Willow, we got Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I put Chippendale on here because I think it's I think it's actually a pretty funny movie. Uh, John That's Mulaney uh, the plays Kumail uh, one of the, he's in there. I don't know if he's he's not Chip or Dale, but he might be in it. Um, you remember how um, when they were making the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie and they released the first trailer and it looked and the Sonic model was terrifying and. Uh, oh, yes. the world was like, hey, you should change this. And they were like, yeah, okay, we will. Um, in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, they go to like a Comic-Con type convention and mm -hmm. there's this, uh, a booth and it says Ugly Sonic. And uh, Ugly Sonic, the, the model from that first trailer is there and he's like, oh, he has no. a big belly and he's fat and he's like signing autographs. He's like, yeah, I'm Ugly Sonic. And he has like a, <laughs> like a smoker voice. It's yeah. it's hilarious. There's a That's lot of funny. good stuff in there. J.K. Simmons plays a detective, um, Gumby, uh, so that's pretty funny. Um, uh, I didn't vote for that movie, but I thought it was funny oh. to put it in there. <laughs> uh, I put in here that I voted for Bullet Train, uh, but just just in, uh, oh no, I'm actually voting for Glass Onion because I uh. laughed more in Glass Onion. I do think the jokes in Bullet Train are really good though. It, it's yeah. really funny. I think, um, what are they, Orange and Lemon? Yes. They're hilarious. Um, are very, very good together. I think they work very good. Uh, and Brad Pitt talking to... Um, Zazie Beats or whatever. What's her name? No, no, no. The the. She's in um, Blindside. 
What's that character? What's that actress? I don't know, man. Uh, She's in the proposal. (laughs) Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, Sandra Bullock in the blind. She's like just a voice in most of the movie, and Brad Pitt's making jokes with her the whole time. I like that a lot. Um, I didn't vote for Bullet Train on there. Um. This may not come <laughs> as a surprise. Uh, in the la- in the in the recent weeks, I have been watching a TV show on Disney Plus called Willow, which is a continuation of the story of a Lucasfilm movie Willow, uh, from uh, after the Star Wars movies came out. It's a while mm-hmm. old. Um, young Warwick Davis plays a wizard who takes down the crone, uh, which is a magical entity, and saves the life of Laura Dannon, the baby. Um, this is the show, like, several years later, Laura Dannon is older, and they, the crone is back, and she's taken the prince, and they must save the prince. Mm. Uh, the show is terrible. <laughs> but every other week, one of the episodes is kind of good. Uh-oh. And it's, it's one of those very confusing things for me, because the show is bad. Uh, and that won't change. There's no doubt about it. Nothing can change the fact that this show is bad. But every once in a while, I really like an episode. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> um, and the world is interesting. The, 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 the base is there. Yeah. Uh, George Lucas is fantastic at creating alternate worlds. Mm-hmm. But in this specific case, the, the script is bad. Oof. It's a bunch of millennials uh, writing this movie, and you can tell. Yeah. It's yeah. bad. Like, if, if they had... Uh, it, I mean... It, it, they, it might as well be a vlog channel. All yeah. of these guys are vlogging <laughs> and making terrible jokes. But, well, not terrible jokes, because they're my favorite jokes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, here, here it is. So the, the reality is, is that it's so bad it's funny, and some of these jokes aren't really jokes. Um, but I find myself laughing every episode. Wow. In one way or another. Um. <laughs> So the guy who plays Flash Thompson in the newest Spider-Man, yeah, um, I don't know his name. Tony he plays something Revolori. Or Tony something. Soprano. Tony Soprano. Um, he plays one of the a, a, a different prince who's a wimp, um, oh. and he is betrothed to the main character of the show, more or less, because uh, Warwick Davis as Willow is not the main character. But it's called of this Willow story. Yeah, well, it's called Andor. What do you mean? Um, uh, yeah. And uh, so he's he's very funny. And uh, there's this character named Borman, who is an actor I've never seen before. Uh, he's phenomenal. He's doing a very good job. Uh, these are the only two funny people in the show. Everyone else is trying to be funny, but they're like 30 and they're not funny. Um, so it's just a bummer. Because I laugh every episode, and then I cry from pure despair uh, every other episode. So, my vote is for Willow. I love it. Um, we have one uh, final funny category here. Are you going to oh, flip no. a coin? <laughs> I forgot. Are you going to flip a coin? Here I go. Willow takes it, everybody. Oh, let's go. Let's go. The first person to care about Willow. Me. Gets a dub. All right, and I have the honor yes. of bringing in the final category of our joke category before the next category of categories. No, no way. Um, How long is this thing? 
<laughs> we're coming up in two and a half hours. Oh no. Um, we have worst actor. Oh, now that's... we didn't um we didn't do worst actor, worst actress, worst supporting actress, and worst supporting actor. We just did worst actor because yeah. uh, these guys are. We had enough bad actors <laughs> that we could create this entire category. So yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go. We have Harry Styles in whatever Harry Styles was in this year. Probably. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Yes. Uh, he was good in um, a war movie that took place a couple years ago. I don't remember. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, he was in that. I didn't think he was bad in that. No, he's he's fine. Um. But he was very bad in Don't Worry Darling. And there's a lot of fun drama that goes along with that. So Yeah, it's, it's a cool cultural thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I picked Warwick Davis from Willow. Nice. Um, or nominated, I should say. Um, he's, he's just phoned it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt comes in. I'm guessing this is for his cameo in Thor Love and Thunder, since you hate that movie so much. Oh, sure. But also Jurassic World. And it's also kind Oof. of a meme to hate on Chris Pratt. Uh, but... Oh. I think he, I think he's a fine actor, but um, he's he's definitely he definitely just showed up to get that bag in Jurassic World. Get um, that bag. He's a, he's pretty I had good to explain, in. Uh, get that bag to my dad. The Guardians other of the Galaxy holiday special. He's pretty good. Um, yeah. But um, there are the the uh, <laughs> my vote and uh, <laughs> one of the audience votes. Uh, the, the audience tied for two of these guys, uh, but my vote goes to Ezra Miller. Um, who's just actually kind of like a bad person, and is yeah, literally that's a, the main reason he's <coughs> on here. Literally a criminal. He's, very, uh, yeah. he's he's not super good in Fantastic Beasts. Um, I think it's kind of uh, troubling that um, we are still just kind of like acting like it's fine. Because we're yeah, let's do Flash. Guys. We're releasing this Flash movie, and he's literally on the run from the federal police, federal government. Um, it's the last chance for Warner Brothers <laughs> to make money this in yeah. the last two years. If they catch him, or uh, they're going to prison. So, um, you know, that's not great. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a bad situation. Um, the audience uh, was split between Harry Styles and Ezra Miller. Um and nobody nobody has seen Willow, so you're alone on that. But Warwick sure. Davis. Um let's flip this coin here. Dude. Oh wait, no, it's you. You flip that it's coin. Me. Yeah. I'm gonna flip it for Warwick. <coughs> Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Congrats. I think that's friend. all right with me. Yeah. There it's unfortunate. But um good for good for them. Okay, uh, and now <laughs> we have a finale, our grand yeah, yeah, finale. Yeah, grand finale. Our own categories here. I have two categories that I brought to the table for my specific tastes that are specific to me and may not even include Jordan's own interests. Yes. Uh, as of yesterday, certainly not. Um, yeah. <laughs> brutal, by the way. Sorry, dude. Um, I came with best world building. You guys know, if you've listened to probably any episode of this podcast, you've heard me mention that I love world building. Uh, yes. um, it's like every time I drink milk, I say I like milk. Do uh, you? It's good. I do. I love milk. It's all right. I uh, like chocolate milk. Chocolate milk's good, too. It's yeah. milk. What do you mean? Well, it's chocolate. Um, Regular best, milk is bad. Best world building. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I went on the own tangent. I'm cutting it off. Uh, I have four categories for best world building, um, or four nominees. 
Yes, yes, yes. We have uh, 12 Kingdoms, uh, which is an anime that came out in 2002. Oh. It's an honorable mention. It will not win. Okay. But I had to put it on here because I watched it this year, and my God, was the... Fantastic? I I learned. As good as milk. Yeah, as good as milk. Uh, We have Strange World, which brought in some beautiful world building for the the creature we lived inside. We have Four All Mankind, which created an alternative history uh, all on its own. Um, with new social issues and different economics and all that sort of stuff, which is very complex. It is very, um, it's very cool. So very, very well <clears throat> done. And Avatar, The Way of Water, <gasps> which continues to build upon an entire reimagined world. And uh, spoiler alert, because I couldn't give it to 12 Kingdoms because it didn't come out this year, we are going to give it to Avatar 2. Uh, and I'd just like to briefly mention here, um, when I drive home from work at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. um, I'm on the road, I'm listening to music, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, or mm. I'm talking about social issues um, to myself, because that's so. what, it's the best time to rant about things it in is. life. Um, and one day, I talked at length oh. about James Cameron's vision um, and how cool it is that we, like, we can see this guy's, what he dreams about. Yeah. What he sees in his world that he's created. How he sees it, how he envisions it, what the people sound like, what the people look like. All of it. The, the shapes of the rocks. Mm-hmm. It's all there in his imagination. And we have brought it to life. And I think it's the most real art form there is. Oh. Is being able to truly yeah. see someone's what is in someone's mind sure. in its purest form, and uh, so Avatar Two freaking rocks the house. It does in that respect. We were getting and the sequels, guys. We're finally profitable. We crossed one point some billion dollars in the yeah, box office. It was like one point five billion the last time I checked. We made They're a profit. Up. They're up. We're going into the sequels. Um, and it's going to be, I don't know if it's already in China, but it'll be released in China, and that'll be the big bump. Oh, yeah. If it hasn't already been. Um, and then we have Best Anime. Now, this was a uh, this was an even more difficult category because of the way that the seasons are structured. Mm. Uh, so each season takes place over 12 weeks, uh, roughly. Um, and so seasons of these shows are either 12 or 24 episodes. Again... Sometimes they're 13, so you get seasons with 25 episodes. It's, it's all very random. Um, so some shows, and the way that they're structured, you have the, the winter season starts in January, and the fall season ends in December. So you have some shows that if they're a week long or short, some of them will overlap years. Hmm. And so a couple of the shows I have nominated... Uh, started in 2021 uh, and ended in 2022 or haven't finished their first season yet. Mm. Um, and so it's a little bit tough to single... And, and the shows that did start and end in the spring and summer seasons um, were not good enough to make this list. Okay. So these are the, cate- the, the, the nominees. nominees. So we have oh. Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, which is the a show I've mentioned previously. Yes. Uh, Blue Lock, hmm. which is a show about uh, soccer. 
Uh, we have Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Oh, very nice. A banger. A banger show. Sounds cool. Uh, and we have 86, uh, which is titled the number 86 hyphen the words 86, <laughs> um, which is a show about people in robot spiders fighting robots. Nice. Uh, that also look like spiders, sort of. Um, and I have to say, the winner is Comey Can't Communicate, uh, a romantic comedy. I'm in on the romantic comedy, guys. But only if it's from Japan. Wow. I, I don't like... Very specific norm, taste. Normie. Normie. Well, I don't know. I haven't watched any K-dramas, but that might be good, too. Um, regardless, Comey Can't Communicate is a, it's a very good story about social anxiety and dealing with that and the pressures that come with being the most beautiful girl on, in this high school. Oh. So... It's very good. Not that I can relate to being the most beautiful girl in high school, but, you know, it's good. Uh, that's great. <laughs> For the sake of a segue here, uh, we, gotta, we got my little... <laughs> that's great! <laughs> little categories. Uh, I didn't do the work ahead of time for these. Um, I did pester him several times to do the work ahead yeah. of time, and he did not. I did not, but I have I have three categories now. As of right now, I just added a third one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one one category I've ranted about it enough, but my I, my most personally offensive piece of entertainment, mm. uh, something that angered me so much as to send me into an existential crisis. Um, my two nominees were Obi Wan Kenobi and Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, mm-hmm. Far and away, it's going to Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, I have to give it to him. I have to give him an award. Um, the show is not actually that bad, um, but it did uh, genuinely affect my well-being <laughs> for a number of hours. <laughs> just like that's rough. I it was like a, a period of just anger <laughs> and just yeah, dude. Absolute I remember disbelief. As this show was being released. You just like every movie we reviewed, you were like, I hate it. <laughs> I Everything sucks. Well, I went through the, the, the like five stages of grief. Like the first couple episodes that came out and we talked about, it, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> like the denial stage. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm with them. I, let's see where it goes. This is not, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Maybe. Let's go. Maybe. <laughs> and then it was just, you know. Uh, all the stages, whatever they are, anger and bargaining, I was like, just help. <laughs> give me anything. I will give you whatever you want if you just make Where it Star Hayden Wars. Where is Aiden Christensen? Where is Andor? Give it to me. Um, and then uh, finally acceptance. I have accepted the fact mm-hmm. that it exists, but there, there will always be uh, trauma, and I will never yeah, watch will. it again. Um, and I genuinely hope they never do anything like it again. Um, and I'm glad they made Andor, because if they didn't, I, I would be a very sad person. In regards to Star Wars, it doesn't actually have that much effect over my daily life, but like... Every day, I lie in wait. <laughs> yeah. Pray. awake. Um, best recent discovery, or most potent recent discovery. Uh, I've been, we've been, my, my wife Sam and I, uh, have been watching through Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my only nominee for this category. <laughs> um, 
But I just have to, I'm going to put it in here because we did a top 10 TV shows episode. Uh, mm. This show will be going on my list. Um, I love wow. it so much. Um, it's very similar to how you described Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where it's mm. like Grey's Anatomy, guys. The first season is like peak, and it's as good right. as the show gets. And then there are 18 more seasons, and it's like... <laughs> 18! <laughs> and it's still going, and it will never end. Uh, the first season is probably still the best, and there's 18 more. And it never returns to as uh, as good as it was when it started. Um, but it just, it it it's just, it's, it, you can't look away. And it's just constantly entertaining. And uh, it's great. <coughs> I should talk more about it sometime, I think. <laughs> I should do an in-depth episode on Grey's Anatomy. Um, I'm adding a category here, last minute, because I last minute I started reading comics this year, and just to commemorate yes, that, yes, yes. my favorite comic that I read this year. Although I didn't read very many, but I I would like this to be a, a category that I do every year because I would like to keep reading comics. Um, I think Civil War Two is going to be my favorite mm. comic that I read this year. Um, Civil War, the first Civil War comic event is very similar to what we saw in the movie. Uh, kind of uh, the Sokovia Accords of it all. Su- they call it, in the comic, it's the Superhero Registration Act, is what they call it. And it's it's backed mm. by Tony Stark, and it's very similar kind of ideologies where uh, Captain America is like, nope, I'm not doing that. And Iron Man's like, but we probably should. Um, <laughs> and they fight about but it for a while. Um, somebody dies, Giant Man, or somebody dies. Um, giant <coughs> Man? No. Civil War kind of takes it takes that same concept in a, a kind of larger scale way um, where there is the Inhumans and the Terrigen Mist. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yes, absolutely. The Terrigen Mist um, turns this kid into an Inhuman. Uh, his name is Ulysses. And his Inhuman power ability that he's given um, is at least... What they know about it at the beginning is that he can see the future. Essentially, he like ah. has a vision where he's like in a in a he sees the future and he sees bad things happen, and so he can like he has a vision where uh, Thanos is coming to steal something and a bunch of Avengers get killed, and so he's able to kind of tell them that tell the Avengers that that's about to happen and they're able to kind of prepare for it and stop Thanos when he gets there. Um, or so they think. Um, mm. They essentially use him for that ability, and then Thanos shows up, but in a way that they didn't expect that was different from his vision and actually mm. killed more people than originally thought. Um, and so they discover that Ulysses has these visions of possible futures, not the decided future. Uh. So the scenario is, for example, one of the scenarios is, Ulysses has a vision of Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, standing over the dead body of Captain America. And so Captain Marvel uh, is on team. We need to arrest Miles Morales and put him in prison, essentially, to make sure this doesn't come to pass. And Iron Man is over here on the other side saying, you can't arrest people for crimes they haven't yet committed. Right? Right. That's the whole 
debate is like it's like in the winter soldier the project insight where it's like right, should right, right. we if we have the ability to use an algorithm to or moon knight or moon knight if we can see this person's probably going to do something bad should we act now to prevent that from happening or is it a uh innocent until proven guilty type of situation right um anyway all that to say very compelling comic that i read big fan so beautiful beautiful yes i think we did it that's a long one guys it's long (laughs) (laughs) i hope you guys listen to to this i'll be editing this down yes please do marginally you can take out we're at so much of this we're at two hours and 45 minutes (laughs) that's not to be unexpected it's almost as long as avatar (laughs) yes if people aren't gonna go watch avatar you think they're gonna watch this Nope. No. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming <laughs> to did. the quarters 2022. If you're still here, we love you. It's with probably all our as long as the actual Oscars. Which is like Maybe. a three-hour Maybe. television program. Yeah. We're going to do this every year uh, because we're going to do this podcast for the rest of our lives forever. Right. Uh, unless they stop making movies, then we'll then we'll be free. Yeah. Um, Theater shut down. Yeah. Well, that... You know? Um, <laughs> anyway, we can wrap this up, please. <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching. We don't have plans for next week, so we're going to have to fix no that. Idea. Yeah. Um, but we're recording this a week early, so we have plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening and watching and seeing and believing these movies. Go watch movies. Uh, go tell us to watch movies so that we have more nominees than Black Panther, The Batman, and Glass Onion next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it'll be more diverse next year. We'll be able to bring you guys a ton of movies to nominate. Uh, maybe even boring movies that nobody cares about that <laughs> win Oscars anyway. Yeah. Um, the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. Hey, man, Barry Keegan's in that movie. I, I like watched Barry. the first few minutes of it. It's fine. It's a long movie, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I didn't finish it. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Regardless, this episode is now over. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Boom!